Sorry about that. How's it going? All right, brother Evan. How you doing, man? How was your day today? <laughs> Man, yeah, I came back with a plethora of work. I think it was like what sixty something back claims, seventeen scheduled for the day, and still got to sign some new ones. So yeah, it was. Yeah, I was trying to get off one time. Mm-hmm. Another thing I had that I was on the phone most of the day dealing with IT. Mm. My work computer has, for some odd reason, it's stuck. It won't take the um, the newest update. Oh wow! In the last couple of weeks, it's been restarting on its own. Like it is, it is showing this little ticker and say. X, Y, Z amount of time before it restarts. And if I hit snooze, it's still clicking. The time is still clicking. Mm. And eventually it'll just shut off and restart. And it'll say it's re- rebooting, trying to do the update. And then it say the update won't take and go through the same process back over again. Mm. And then it'll finally turn back on. So hey, I was on the phone with them trying to get that all resolved. Because when I was out, it was like, yeah, we finally... I put the ticket in a while ago, and it just now hit me up. Mm. Like, yesterday, they was trying to... Uh, no, Monday, they was trying to say they was trying to get in, get in contact with me, but I was out. Right. And I reached back out to them this morning. I said, yeah, I still have the same issue. And roughly around about, what, 11 or so? Mm-hmm. Stuff caught up. I was like, yeah, we'll reach out to you now. And after about a couple, about a, probably about a good hour and a half of being on the phone uh, with the lady, yeah, that's when she said, I'm trying to do something else, so I'll call you back. So then I pretty much stayed on the phone with them pretty much all day because then they're like, Yeah, we can send you a new computer. That's what they said, that's what they should have said at the beginning, yeah, they get you a new I, I sent the ticket out to them. I showed, like, I did a screenshot of all of what's how the screen looks, uh-huh. what it's saying during the update, and all. Like, I sent all that information to them, gave them a real good description of what's going on. You know, as usual, as usual with them, not just with that department, but they'll still try and make it seem like you doing something wrong. Right. I'm like, I haven't done anything besides, I've said, if anything, my computer probably is saying, ouch, I'm getting overworked. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's probably the only thing you're saying. <laughs> I mean, my keyboard is missing letters now. Like the keys are still there, but the letters are all faded from how much typing I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's how my my my. I'm looking at my laptop now, and one of the, the U is missing. I don't know what happened to it because I don't take this laptop nowhere. It just I don't know where it is. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> yeah, I should call them and be like, my computer don't work. <laughs> you is missing. I can't type. I can't I can't say what's up to nobody because I don't have a you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when I 
like all that stuff, I was like, eh, there's a lot of stuff I'm not gonna be able to get done. It was like already, I think when I you know when I came in, I had like like 30 voicemails. Wow. I was like, I call all these people back. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> then it took me, it took a while for the leave to kick in. Mm-hmm. So I was fighting that today. I was like, man, this is I was like, Lord, just help me get through the day and yeah. stay focused. Yeah. You know, open up that door. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I was um, I was complaining to my wife yesterday, as a matter of fact. You know, because um, I saw we got this. So the 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 jeweler that we got our our wedding rings from way back mm-hmm. when. They still set us, sent us like promotional material and stuff. And I was like, man, I have been thinking about it and praying about it. Like, I want to get Tisha an upgrade. We've been married like, going, this would be 17 years this year. I was like, man, I do want to, you know, upgrade a ring. I just haven't had the bread. I just haven't had the money, right? Yeah. And so she was cooking. I was looking through the promotional stuff. She's like, man, do I, do I, like, I think I deserve an upgrade, Malcolm. I was like, you, you cert- most certainly do. Right But I just haven't had I told her straight I was like I just haven't had all, I was like Tisha you know where all my money go My money go out as soon as I get it it goes right out And so mm-hmm. And so she you know the wife That she is she said you know what Malcolm Just be thankful that you have it To go out I was like you know what you're right And so that's what I would just say to you man be thankful that you you have a job, it can be getting on your nerves, and it ain't what you want exactly. But there are people out here who don't have a job at all and don't have no prospects. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like I'm turning this thing into a ministry. Yeah, I was like <laughs> they doing what they doing in hopes that I'm gonna get like show my frustration mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my main thing is I'm gonna act the way I normally act in hopes that somebody gets saved. Yes, amen, amen. That's that's my main goal. Mm-hmm. Stay focused so that by me doing what I'm like, I'm not about to like. Yeah, I keep a tab on what's going on, even though I like I told Terry, I was like, I really don't feel like I should because I'm like I shouldn't have to defend the fact that I'm busting my tail working. Right. But if we want to say something, I'm like, yo, this is what I this is what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Got got like twenty claims that all at one time and they all was expired. Mm. I said so. Penalize me for that. Right. Here's the proof. Right, 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 right. And yeah, and, and you know, it's unfortunate that we have to do stuff like that, you know, to watch our own backs. But I mean, uh, you're doing the right thing. I think you are doing the right thing. And there is, like we talked about this morning, it's all about perspective. It is all about mm-hmm. perspective. And having the right perspective means the difference between stress and no stress. Yeah, so my body's taking it differently. I, I see that from this whole ordeal yeah, that took place. Yeah, yeah. Like it ain't really getting to me mentally, like the way I think that it is. But my body is like, bro, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, um, I've had to talk my mom through issues where the stress doesn't. My mom is like kind of a she's like a typical worrier. Me and my brother used to mess with her so much. It's like, you worry so much. You worry about every little thing. 
but it shows up in our body in different ways, you know, and mm-hmm. I've seen that in other people too, where, you know, it, it's not weighing heavy on your head, but because you're so tense, you don't even realize you're tense. That yeah. next thing you know, you sore. I'm like, hold up, I ain't even do nothing. But it's because mm-hmm. your body is just being tense the whole time that you're working oh, yeah. or, you know, or your, your shoulders all bunched up or your help, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of ways that this stuff can show up, man. So I believe God, you know, and you know, you know, I, I don't think I have to tell you too much that like God doesn't want us to be stressed about nothing. You know what I mean? No. So we no, that, that's the thing that's been like, I've been like, even today I was like, Hey, they find something to complain about. It's them. <laughs> I was like, I know what I've been doing. Right. I was like, hey, that's them. Like, I'm not a robot. And I'm like, and plus, I, like I told, like I told Terry, I was like, you know, it's kind of like the well, actually, she said this to me. Um, so this would have been what Sunday, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Monday. So this was probably Monday, and she was like, you're doing everything. Progress them. But they ain't doing nothing to progress you. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta look out for number one. She was like, don't she was like, don't allow that to take you out. It was like you staying late all the time, coming in on time, staying late all the time. It's like, nah, that stuff gotta late. That stuff gotta stop. Mm-hmm. Like that, that gonna have to stop. And it's like how my neck is. Like, so back when I was in college, a drunk driver hit me. Mm. And pushed me through the intersection. Mm-hmm. That messed my neck up. Oh wow! Like I had to go to the hospital. Had to go to the hospital and all. Yeah. At first, flash. I thought I was fine. You had whiplash. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting whiplash. Oh wow! And at first, I thought fine. I thought I was fine. But I didn't know you need your neck to walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as I'm walking, walking to class, I was like, "Man, this stuff hurts." Yeah. And then my mom, she was like. You go see a doctor. She was like, "That's." She was like, "You probably thought you were okay, right. but she was like, the time goes on, mm-hmm. it's gonna hurt." Yeah, once that adrenaline stops flowing, it, your body just goes back to its normal, like its normal mm-hmm. movements and normal, just normal flow. And yeah. that's when usually it shows up. And I'm like, with this here, I'm like, I'm seeing like years later. It's junk here in my neck, and I'm like, uh, but I know it's also coming from the job. Because even before COVID, I would come home after sitting like that and just in the same spot, just constantly uh-huh. typing. Because it's like literally after you get off of one call, another call is coming, uh-huh. and I'm typing everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as they say it, I got to type it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like yeah, all, all that. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Next thing I know, hours done went by when I stand up. It's like taking a road yeah. trip and finally getting out of the car to go get gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, my neck is, was bothering me. And I'm like, this, is, this isn't this is good. This is coming from being tensed yeah. up and pressed for a long time. Because I'm like, granted, the whole thing or deal with dealing with people with a, to be frank about it, dealing with people with yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I use um, and I haven't been using it that much lately because I've been been able to do it. But um, 
I use this app called Focus Keeper. I think mm-hmm. I believe it's free, and you can set the amount of time you work. Like like, so for example, you work for thirty minutes straight. Take like a five minute break. That's why that's what I have yeah. set. I have it set to me for me right, and I have to be doing that because you're right. My hips would get tight. Knees get all tight. Like I'm sitting down for hours and hours at a time without moving. And, you know, it, it just, it, it affects how I sleep because my, my, my hips all tight and stuff. And, man, mm-hmm. and so that's just like that sedentary lifestyle that we just got to be careful about, man. But yeah, maybe check that out or, you know, put a timer on with, you know, I've done that too. It's like, look, I'm a grind for like 25 minutes straight. Don't even look at nothing else. Don't look at no email. Just rock, lock into what I'm doing, and then take a five minute break, and then jump back into it. And it's it's, it's also healthy for your brain too. Your brain because mm-hmm. your brain is still works. I've just been trying when you when you take that break, cast that stuff out. Like because when I get up, the little ticker shows that I'm up from my desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, like monitoring the brother twenty four seven. I'm like, uh, I, I joke, I joke with my, I joke with Tarek, and I'm like, yeah, husband's on work release. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, continue to fight. Continue right. to stay focused. I'm thankful that you're able to make it to this. I know you you went through a lot today. But you you showed up here, and I know when you show up here in faith, I know that pleases God. And um, yeah, this is worth yeah. the fight. This is worth exactly. the fight. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we have Luke one, and we're basically starting in this. Uh, so every book I've I've called a new season. So this is be season three for us. Um. And so this Luke one is an extraordinary, extraordinarily detailed view of the life and ministry of Jesus. And um, it's important to note that, to note the differences between what um, Mark wrote or the way that Mark wrote and the way that Luke writes. This mm-hmm. dude was like a journalist. Like he was really like investigated everything. And so, and we'll get into it in a second, but this was funded by somebody else. Somebody funded. So, yeah. so he, he, he went the extra mile to get the details because he was actually, either he was getting paid himself or they was, Funding, like maybe buying the the resources. I don't know what funding means in this in that that time. Did, did it mean they were buying all of the supplies that he needed? Um, was was they paying him? Was he paying other people to distribute this into the temple and all that stuff? So all of that um, just goes to show just just a different light that Luke sheds on the life and ministry of Jesus compared to Mark and as, as well as Matthew. Matthew is actually detailed, but Luke is more detailed than Matthew. Yeah, Luke is a 
homeboy really drives home his points. Yeah. <laughs> what I get from him, he's more, what can I say, like more mm-hmm. descriptive, so yeah. to speak. Like he tries to approach the gospel from multiple angles. Yeah. You know, like, because he, he goes in, uh, but I, yeah, Luke just, yeah, he, he, he's a phenomenal guy. <laughs> he's going to be one of the people I run into heaven. I'm like, yo, we need to sit down and talk. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's um, go to the Lord in prayer, set the stage for this um, reasoning over Luke 1. Okay. All right. Welcome to the Walking with Jesus podcast, a podcast that allows followers of Christ to experience Jesus in a new way with Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Each week, we, while we converse and reason about the things of the Bible and in our lives, we believe that Jesus will draw near and walk with us just like he did in Luke 24, verse 15. Now, here's your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, with an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Lord, you know what we both had to go through in order to get here, dear Father. Would you, but we thank you, dear Lord, that you sustained us to this point. We pray, dear Father, that you have your yeah. way during this time. We yield to your spirit. We submit to your will during this time, dear Father. We expect you to reveal to us exactly what you want us to know from these scriptures, dear Lord. We pray, dear Father, that our hearts be in the right place, our minds be focused on you without interruption, without uh, 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 distraction, dear Lord. We just thank you for this time and pray that you have your way. We lift up Brother Evan, dear Father. We pray that you continue to strengthen him, both physically and mentally, dear Lord as he contends with challenges at his job and uh, but continues to walk in a Christ-like manner, dear Father. We just ask that you continue to bless him. Let, let him know that his, his uh, restraint is not in vain, dear Father. Reveal to him, dear Father, what it is, the assignment that you have for him at this place. And it sounds like you've already done that, dear Father, but I just pray that you reinforce it in his life, dear Lord. We also lift up Sister Turka for being that helpmate to uh, continue to help him, to bless him, to create an environment, dear Father, that is conducive to his development and strength in the, in, in, in the faith and in Christ, dear Lord. We ask that you continue to bless them both, put up a hedge of protection around them, dear Father. We lift up also the listeners of this podcast. We pray, dear Father, that they find something in what we say today. And if they don't find anything in what they what we say, dear Lord, we pray, dear Father, that your presence is felt during the time that they listen, dear Father. We pray, dear Lord, that they their hearts are open to the word and let them be curious. We pray, dear Father, the Holy Spirit convicts them where they need to be convicted, dear Lord, because the spirit is the spirit of truth that instructs, guides and directs us, dear Lord. 
we just pray for them, dear Father. You know what they stand in need of, the ones that know you and the ones that don't, dear Lord. We pray that they come into a uh, repentant, abiding relationship with you, dear Father, and that relationship continues to grow. We pray for all of these things in the master's name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So this first um the first four verses um of Luke one kind of it threw me off when I first read it because I didn't know I was like what is he talking about? But <laughs> after um kind of looking over it a couple of times, I, I got to, oh, this is the, Theophilus is the person who paid for this to happen, paid for this gospel. And Luke is just saying, kind of, you know, this is a prologue, but he's kind of setting up, you know, this is for you, like he, he says in verse three here, it seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write to you an mm-hmm. orderly account. Most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you, you were instructed. And so sounds like Theophilus <coughs> uh, may be a man of resource but he's also maybe had just converted to Christianity. That's that's yeah. what it sounds like from this. And so I didn't read any. Um, actually, I did take a look at uh, the in Tony Evans Bible, and he he said to that and much. He said uh, that much basically. Uh, Theophilus is a man, apparently a man of high social standing who perhaps served as Luke's patron, funding the production of his gospel as well as the book of Acts. That's the other thing. I guess in the when it was originally written, written Luke and Acts were all one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I ran across that too. Because I, I looked at the commentary um, on this mm-hmm. and like I read it. Like just how, just how, like you read the first uh-huh. four verses, then I went back and reread it again, yeah. <laughs> and I went and I checked out the commentary. So I checked that out with, um, also with um, okay. Blue Letter, the Blue Letter Bible, and just from that first, just from the first little bit mm-hmm. of Luke, I was like, this is a lot, because <laughs> I ended up just with that first little bit. I, I was already like on page two. Yeah, I was like on page two when starting on um, verse seven. Because I was like, man, this yeah, is a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I was like stuck uh, stuck on the fact like it was saying like the first part. So Luke, like I knew the part with Luke being a doctor. So I'm thinking like when I'm reading, I'm saying, let me see if I can actually dissect this from where his mind mm-hmm. would be at as a doctor. But as I'm reading, I'm like, Huh, maybe I'm not catching it. But when I went to the commentary with uh, mm-hmm. David Guzik, so he states that the first four verses were in the original Greek, but they were written in an academic, yeah. classical way yeah. in the yeah. original Greek. 
and he was saying, but the rest of Luke right. isn't written that way. It's written in a scholarly way. It's written in mm. basically layman, yeah, a layman's way yeah. of how things would be written. And they were saying that was basically done so that it showed proof that this testament of Jesus was done from an yeah. academic perspective, but in a way so that yeah. anybody yeah. could understand it. And what just that little bit there from the commentary, I was like, yeah. that sounds like a doctor. Well, and I, and I, so I, I get that, right? Because in my doctoral work, you, you always, at the beginning of it, you dedicate it, right? You, you dedicate it to whoever mm-hmm. is most important to you at the time, whoever helped you the most in that, that, that research and the development of, this, of that project or that thesis. So that makes sense. The other part, um, the other part that you just mentioned also makes sense because for two reasons, Tony Evans talks about the reason why he kind of writes in a normal talking voice is because it was because he wanted not only Theophilus to read it, but others and not only for Theophilus to read it, but to believe it. And so. So, so mm. all right, he wants people to read and believe it. But I also think the reason why he wrote it this way is because there was some influence of the Holy Spirit. I don't think he just did it on his own. Yeah. He, I believe the Holy Spirit helped him. Just as, the, I mean, the word says it. Paul says it, right? The word is, is, is inspired, right? Breathed out by Holy Spirit. And so for 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 Luke to write this and kind of have the sensitivity to not write it in an academic voice that's huge because I tell you right now my writing like I write to you in text and write people emails is way different than when I write for publications when I you know what I mean like when I write for academic academic uh, audiences is totally different. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a lot of big words, but the people who read it know what those words mean. You know? And so, yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it's some big words out there in the academic world that sum up specifically what I'm trying to say. And so by mm-hmm. using um, more normal language, more layman language, more common language, it gets me off topic, actually, in the academic world. But um, mm-hmm. for this, it's, it's just amazing that he actually decided to do that. And, and, and again, I feel like that's a little bit of help with the Holy Spirit working on him, influencing him the right way to do it so that it will be useful. Yeah, that, and that's what I love, right? Because oftentimes people look at Christianity as being kind of like mm. mystical. Yeah. Like myths. Kind of like uh yeah. Greek yeah. mythology. But here, especially when we get to Luke, Luke the physician, homeboy is like, nah, I'm like literally <laughs> gonna draw right. some science on this issue. <laughs> and 
I love that because this is this is once again like an appeal to the mm-hmm. intellect of an individual. Like you don't have yeah. to be dumb to be a Christian. Like Christianity calls one to increase in the yeah. IQ, really. Because he's like, I'm going to break about, I'm giving a, a, an account, I'm going to compile all the account of, of what, what happened pertaining to Jesus. And I'm going to start, from how, how he puts it, like, in as much as many have undertaken to compile an account of the things accomplished among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who, from the beginning, were eyewitnesses and servants of the word, yeah. it seemed fitting for me as well. I'm like, yeah, just, yeah, just this yeah. role was just so smooth. <laughs> like everybody else did it, but it seemed mm-hmm. fair for me to just go mm-hmm. in here and just drop this little nugget in here the way it's supposed to. Be. Right, right. And it's like he's not bragging on himself. But it, he's basically making he's making the case on why he I feel like he's making a case almost like exactly. why exactly. you should listen to him. Like my approach right. is not gonna be how Matthew's approach is. Because Matthew is talking to the audience of yeah, if you come yeah. from the house of Israel, and what I also got when I read the um, commentary on this is like Luke wasn't yeah. an Israelite; so he's a Gentile. Like he wasn't, and I'm like, so, and, and I this, like <laughs> he wasn't really an eyewitness to all of this. He was talking to the apostles. He was interviewing yeah. them and interviewing eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He didn't have firsthand knowledge of this, which it caught me off guard because I thought he was. I thought he was there when all that stuff happened, but. You know, yeah, he wasn't. You know, he's getting this from from other people. So that that <laughs> even makes it more. That even convinces me more that the Holy Spirit has something to do with this. You know, yeah, and that's why I, I love how we can get when we get saved. We don't change. Right. We don't have to yes. change our personality. Yeah, our behavior may change as far as you know, like some of the things mm-hmm. that we like sinning. Right. Okay, yeah, I don't like yeah. to do X, Y, Z no more. But I like, you know, if you, you like apple pie, pie. when you wasn't right. saved, you yeah. don't like apple pie still yeah. <laughs> after you get saved. So it's like your personality is still the same. And what I love that Luke used his profession to yes. give the gospel. He's like, I'm not going to change the aspect that I'm a doctor. In fact, I'm going to present the gospel from yeah, yeah. A doctoral lens. And that's what I was like, that's why I wasn't it wasn't until I got looked at the commentary and seen that little bit, that's when I was like, This is that, that's why it makes so much sense now. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense now. Because before I was looking at those four verses and I was like, hmm. And then it was saying that he, like what you just stated, he wasn't there, but what he did, he did something that a person in that position would do, and that is let me go to the eyewitnesses mm-hmm. and compare mm-hmm. their accounts. Let me go to these individuals yeah. and see what their stories are mm-hmm. and compare them. And then if you're on the outside looking in, because a lot of people like to come out and say, well, it's blind faith. These yeah. people were believing blindly. Or these people lied or they made it up. Well, just look at Luke. Luke is like, from a scientific right. perspective, if we just weigh this out, yeah. now nah, they're not making it up. I'm going to prove my case even more that they're not making it up. And I'm like, man, this is just, yeah. especially coming from a Gentile, like he doesn't yeah. have no bone in the game. 
Because it's not like he's like, I'm sticking up for this because I'm coming from the house of Israel and I want Israel to be advanced. Mm -mm. I mean, you can't say, well, I'm coming from like, Paul could have said, well, I'm advancing the kingdom by, by coming from the perspective yeah. of the Pharisees. Mm -mm. Luke is like, I'm, I'm none of those. Luke is kind of like, by being on the outside, he would be like one of, one of the satirian soldiers, so to speak. He has no reason to lie. He has no reason to pick favorites. And so I feel like when Luke, with his introduction, he's like basically saying, I'm not picking favorites here, but I am going to tell you the truth without having any, any favoritism yeah. in it besides the truth. And I'm going to lay it out. And I never like um, the gentleman named good old the Theophilus. Mm. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> When I when I read that, I went back and I was like, Theophilus. I'm like, so if it's in here and it's saying this brother's name, it's not saying it because this is a name you want to name the child. So I'm like, he has to be saying this is because this is right. it's some relevance here. And so of course homeboy <laughs> went to the commentary. <laughs> so when I went to the commentary, we cheating cheating <laughs> by looking at the commentary. <laughs> so <laughs> so what I did when I saw it, when um when he broke it down with um so I compared it blue letter with um with J Mac yeah the commentary I got with with Theophilus and so it was saying when he says in here saying um in the New American Standard so it said it seemed fitting for me in verse three it seemed fitting for me as well having investigated everything carefully from the beginning to write it out for you in consecutive order. Most excellent Theophilus. And then when I compared it to like, for example, that same verse, but yeah, because they're both in the King James Version, they pretty much say the same thing. It mm -hmm. says most excellent Theophilus. And I was like, why is it putting that title up there? So reading the commentary it was saying it was Theophilus by putting the most excellent like most of the time, for a person like go like the honorable judge such and such, so saying that Theophilus would have been back then he was a an important person oh. within the Roman government. So it was saying like in blue letter it says. So in blue letter with David Guzik, it says. Um, most excellent Theophilus, Luke addressed his gospel to a man named the Theophilus, but it was also written with a wider audience in mind. And the first part of it says, by his title, Most Excellent, we gather that Theophilus was probably a Roman government official. It is entirely likely that the book of Luke and Acts make up Paul's defense brief for his mm. trial before Caesar, since Acts leaves Paul waiting for that trial. That little bit right there left homeboy floored because I had like I, I stopped. My wife, what was, was Terika doing? Yeah, she was in the living room studying, like she was looking at the market. Yeah. <laughs> so I just interrupted her. <laughs> I just interrupted her. I was like, wait a minute. I said, forget what you're doing. Forget what you're doing. <laughs> I said, because this right here, I said, this changes my whole perspective. Yeah. I feel like this is like apologetics almost in a sense, but it also so changes my like perspective. Because it's like, it, was he like Pilate? He wasn't, maybe he wasn't as, as, 
as high ranking as Pilate was for Jesus, but you saying he was in the Roman government. Yeah, they placed him as being in, in the Roman government. And I, that, mm, when I read that little piece, I was like, because let me see, because even in, in J Mac, it says that uh, most excellent, this was a title used to yeah, address he was like pilot. This sort of language was reserved. Yeah. I think it's probably like pilot. And so, and because you, you mm-hmm. also said like he, he was who Paul was getting ready to see. Yeah, because on here it was saying that um, they they believed that it was probably likely that the book of this the book of Luke and Acts were made as right. Paul's defense oh, brief for his wow. trial before Caesar, and it was saying Paul's acts leave off it leaves off with Paul waiting for that trial. Like, why would you write it in such a way so people? Because like. Tony ever said it's it's right so that you can read it and yeah. believe it. This is a case that he's trying to build for believing yeah. in Jesus. Mm-hmm. To to a crowd that has no understanding for the most part, yeah. you probably say Roman. Like, yeah, they won't understand who Jesus was. They probably got wind. Like we heard about him. They don't know like the background of Jewish tradition. They don't know any of that. And here it is. We have a Gentile saying it was kind of like I popped in my head. I was like, this is a doctor, a physician, but he's almost acting as though he's an attorney. That's why maybe so many people are going to compile. Yeah, because homeboy, spitting spitting boy. (laughs) A defense case. A defense of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And, whoa, like, I was so floored on that one point. I was like, yo, let me just stop and just meditate on that for a minute. Because this is like apologetics for real, for real. real. It's like, can't nobody say. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, can't nobody say that this testament, this testimony isn't legit. Not only does he, he doesn't have a bone in it, but at the same time, he's like, I'm going to bring up my argument and make you, I feel like my evidence is so compelling yeah. that you will side yeah. with me yeah. if you just use your intellect, which is total opposite on, in, 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 in reference to, well, if you have enough mm-hmm. feeling, mm-hmm. quote unquote, of faith, this is like, no, 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 no. If your yeah. intellect is appealed in a way that you can actually test this, verify it, put it in the mindset of what you would do for science, yeah, have, scientific a, have a, right. a hypothesis yeah. and test Yeah, it's like, you can actually do this. And Luke is like, yep, that's what I want you to do. I'm going to make an appeal to a governmental system yeah. that leaves God out. In fact, have many gods, I'm going to make an appeal. I'm going to introduce my appeal on an academic level, but I'm going to break it down so that everybody can understand it because I know what this audience is going to be. And that changed how I looked at Luke. Because before, like, I read it before, like, honestly, I read it before. I'm like, I always loved it. Like, I love the book of Luke. 
especially like this first chapter is whew, the Holy Spirit like <laughs> right. reveals some nuggets in here. But when looking at it from perspective, like a, a, a defense brief, I was like, that makes perfect sense because literally that's what the Bible is. It's a testimony, testimony of different men throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. A lot of them didn't know one another, but they're testifying on the character right. of the one and only true God. Everything Luke is going to say is going to be in alignment mm-hmm. To what Isaiah, what Isaiah right. says, right. and he never even met Isaiah, nor Jeremiah, and they're testifying to the point that God is who He says He is. And I'm like, and it's appeal to the intellect, yeah. to the mind of an individual, not to the feeling. It's so good, is because it, it 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 makes sense now, right? Because he starts from the very beginning, the early most parts. And even before Jesus was born, he brings up the forerunner, the person who paved the way for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was mm-hmm. remarkable. And now that you, with that bit of information about it, just it, it definitely gives this whole, whole book a different perspective. And that's what I love about because people always want to compare the Bible. Yeah, it's not accurate and all. I'm like, but this book is so accurate. He comes out and he tells you the yes. time frame when these events occur. In verse five, in the age of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias. Bam, 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 bam. I'm just like, yeah. so you know the time frame. <laughs> and, and what I love. Like another thing that I noticed with Blue Letter, he came out and stated that what Luke did, he literally yeah. went and did the research. It was like Luke wanted to do the research to write his book. So he's saying, I did the research in the prior verses. He's like, I did the research, research by investigating this, by speaking mm-hmm. to various people. Like I, I went face to face and I spoke to the different disciples. I spoke to Mary. I, I, testif- uh, I, I can testify. Yeah. Mary testified to me about what she said. I wouldn't be surprised if you talked to Elizabeth and Zacharias if they still was alive. Well, and he died. He died. uh, John died kind of young. I don't know how old he was, but he was he was what nine months older than than Jesus. They probably was around the same age. Yeah, yeah. So is is yeah, that's around the same age. One could believe that Zacharias and Elizabeth was still alive. When because Mary was still alive, um, during Jesus's ministry, and after he after he passed away, after mm-hmm. he, after he was crucified, um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't talk to talk to them or you know like you said talk to Mary talk to all of them, you know just to get his story straight. And they said it took him two years. Luke, it is to investigate everything. Yeah, and I was like, "That's even more compelling." Exactly. The brother took exactly. his like took his time, dedicated to this. He thing. took his time, and and then it's not like he wrote this because you know, like they like to say, "Well, these were all written way after," but they actually have 
documents showing that a lot of the gospels were written. Some some of them were, it wasn't written yeah. too long ago, too long after yeah. um, the resurrection of Jesus. So it's not like they were carried orally. Like they have documents, fragments of them showing that. Yeah, pretty much yeah. when it happened, that's when they wrote it. <laughs> so interesting, man. Um, so I wrote I wrote a quick note for um this. Basically, that the these verses five through twelve talk about um the you know it gives you the background behind Elizabeth and Zacharias and you know John and stuff and it's just great to see um how embedded and how serving this family is right Zacharias is a priest and mm-hmm. then Elizabeth is a daughter from the tribe of Aaron I think did it say, it says something like that yeah um, yeah that's what I saw too um so hold on and they both righteous before God walking Elizabeth was barren. I can't remember where it said it. Maybe I read it in the comments or something. Verse five. Oh, there you Verse go. five. Yeah. In the days of Herod, yeah. king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. Yeah. And he had a wife from so, the daughters of Aaron. Aaron those and her was, name was that's Elizabeth. the tribe that was, those were the original priests, right? Back in the wilderness. So, you know, they, they have a long, they have a, yeah. a heritage. Yeah, oh, man, that's serving all, God. That's awesome. And they were chosen. They were chosen. And so, man, mm-hmm. I just thought about this, man. How, how did, and Elizabeth talks about this. I wonder how she felt all those years serving God and then to be barren. You know, she had had days that just wasn't, she wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Like, days where with Satan really try mm-hmm. to get on your nerves and tell you you're not nothing and everything but she kept the faith man yeah kept the faith. that's where it's worth it at it's, it's like that's when it sticks I feel like it we read scripture but it doesn't really stick yeah, yeah. until you have adversity there and not just temporal adversity, yeah. but long suffering adversity. Like she's going through this from when she's right. young all the way now. She's an older lady. And it seemed like yeah. the dream is dead. Mm. No life. Mm. There's no reason to keep holding on to this dream. And, and not only that, well, like another thing that I got, like in the beginning of verse yeah. five, in the yeah. days of Herod, king of Judea. That part stood out to me because what I put in my note was that shows me that the right. hour at that time frame was dark. Because here it wasn't a righteous man. So we have a, a wicked ruler ruling and a family going through yeah. a long suffering mm-hmm. season or seasons, plural, yeah. for the duration of their marriage, basically. They're going through it, wanting to. Right. Like they have a dream for their family right. and it doesn't come to fruition. It's like it's, it's a stalemate, but yet they're still serving the Lord. Brings right. them back to Mary, right. doing what they can do at that time on exactly what she, what she could do 
that's what she's doing. That's that's what Zacharias is doing. He's like, I'm not allowing, I'm not allowing God not answer my prayer. Yeah. To cause me to walk away from God. I'm gonna continue to long suffer. And then it's like both of them kind of in a sense will kind of like almost be in a yeah. position of embarrassment. Because they had like that, like I was reading the commentary, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. There was like twenty thousand priests back then, and so this was like a one in a lifetime thing mm-hmm. to be able to, to be able to right. fulfill this role that Zachariah's gonna get called to do. And so it's like you can hear the naysayers like, right. oh, "That's twenty thousand of y'all. Why are you still sitting yeah, there, bro? Exactly. You could be trying to go do something else, you know, or it can be like you know, uh." Some right. Malachi Jr. Exactly. He got five wives because the first one didn't want to give him no sons. Right. So why don't you go do that? And Zachariah's like, nah, yeah. I'm gonna stay committed to what God has given me. I'm gonna stay committed to what I know what to do is right. And sometimes that could be the only thing. What you know to do is right. It may seem trivial yeah. to the situation, like it's getting you nowhere. But it, it reminds me back to what Malachi says. In the book of Malachi, chapter three, where we covered yeah. last time, God writes that stuff down. He remembers if that's all you can do mm-hmm. is getting up, going to work every day and taking care of your family. Yeah. That's all you can do. Then that's all. God is like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Don't don't go astray from it because in the little in, those little things add up for such a big thing because that's right. John is going to need some godly right. parents. Like. You're going to need some parents to really put that gospel in them. Like, really put the word in them. Because, like, the word says, yeah. foolishness is bound in a child. <laughs> so, you, these two parents coming together, seeing eye to eye. Like, I love, I love that both of them were committed yeah. to God and they just didn't shake it. Yeah. Like, Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking with Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. That's something you don't shake, no matter diversity. You, you don't shake it. And there is just steak, especially with Elizabeth. Because back then, you had to, people right. looked at you like God didn't That's favor right. you yeah. if you didn't have no children. So it's like going to church and people oh, just frown in their face at you. Like you, like you literally yeah. sin. Like you have some unrepentant sin that they don't know about, but God has shown that you are in the wrong well, because this physical is, manifestation of this is thing. that people were judging. And Elizabeth was like, people were judging them. And the, 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 yeah. the wonderful thing about it that you alluded to is the fact that, and we see this all throughout the Bible, the miracles come while you may, you're maintaining your obedience and your faithfulness. Right. That, that, that's where these things happen. It's, it's mm-hmm. not 
I mean, we talked about trust this morning. If you're in the middle of your obedience, if you're in the middle of your faithfulness to God, that pleases him. And he's very likely to show up just because you're, you're serving him. And I, like, like you said, I'm just, it's, it's just such a encourager to see that they remain in their obedience and faithfulness, despite people judging them. And, and, you know, in their society at that time, it wasn't cool to not have no kids and be older, you know? Yeah. They were like the couple yeah. that you should admire. Like when I when I picture them, that's the couple that I admire. Because what God how God looked at them. Because it says in verse six, they were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. And you see here, because that word Lord is just the capital. Capital letter L, lowercase O R D, in the New American Standard Bible. And in King James, right. it's the same, which means Adonai, which means ruler. So it's like they're not just confessing him as being God over everything. They are walking righteously and yeah. allowing the Lord to be their leader. And I'm like, that, that's mm-hmm. awesome. It was on the because that means they actually got a union going on. Doc. Yeah. Because we know God isn't going to bless um, dysfunction. He's that's not going right. to bless a couple that's not, in, that's not unified. So I see these, I see this brother and sister, like they unified. No matter what the naysayers are saying, that stuff don't come into their home. That's right. No matter what society is saying, that's not coming into their home. And they're like, Mm -hmm. what comes into their home is what God gives. That's so good. Um, So if we if we go to verse eight, it kind of speaks to what we were talking about. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside of the, at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fell and fear fell upon him. And again, right. He's, he's just doing what he can and being in that obedience and being in that faithfulness, right? He's not feeling some type of way. He's not bitter. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. And then this angel shows up, right? And man, like, Mm. that's a tremendous thing right there. And so the angel's giving him this good news and that's that's coming a little bit further down, but um, about you know what's to come. Good news about what's to come, and specific instructions on what this child is going to do for the children of Israel, and in preparation for the ministry of Jesus. 
And I just, I just, man, this, this whole, the ministry of angels, man, they, they always bring in good news. They always telling you what's about to come, what's happening. And I, I, I kind of, I want to hear what you have to say about these next couple of scriptures, but I also want to stick a pin in this because there's a big difference between the way this angel communicated and was interacting with Zacharias compared to the same angel who communicated and interacted with Mary. Right. And so we'll get to, to that and we can talk about mm-hmm. this when we get to when, when he shows up for Mary, but talk, t- tell me about what you, what you thought about these, these scriptures here and kind of like going down through, um, through what I guess, nine through 17, just, th- just what's happening here, him being faithful and then the, then the angels showing up. Yeah, that that yeah. faithful. The part with him being faithful that stood out to me, because that's right. It's in the it's in the mundane that God shows up, and you thinking nothing going on, but God is like He's really working some stuff out behind the scenes. Yeah, and it's the behind the scenes is the spiritual realm, the angels, because homeboy when he step up on the scene, this angel when he step up on the scene. You could tell there was a thorough conversation that took place in heaven. He's not exactly. like he doesn't come on right. the scene and start acting. Like I said, he hey, y'all know where Zacharias is. Y'all know how do you look? Man. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. Like when when angels show up, man, you yeah. can tell God don't be playing with them. Like this is what you need to say, and don't say say it no other way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I- yeah. What, what I love about, when I think about angels, when I think about godly angels, I picture them in a level, all I the picture time, them like right. they're in reference to God all the time. They're so focused right. on God that it don't, it's hard for them to miss the instructions of God. Unlike the fallen angels, they're not focused on God, so they ain't, they, they're not, they, yeah. they're literally trying to do their own thing. But yeah, but the but the ones that's not falling, they're like whatever, like the voice, the scripture and when it comes out and it says that the angels are always yeah, looking at that's, that's why you shouldn't about. do anything wrong to any of these kids. I don't remember where it is, they, but it says it's always don't brutal. play around with <laughs> angels. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't greet them because they're looking mm-hmm. at God and like, hold up. Any, anything that a man could say kind of silly out their mouth, they're going to take that offensively. And, and 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 right, they love God in such a yeah, they love God. you know material <laughs> way. We see it here with Zacharias. Zacharias just said, "How shall I know this? For like I, am, I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years." And the angel went off. Oh, <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, but check check this out. Check this out with God. Tell me what you think about this. I read the commentary, right? And it said, Zacharias, the mm. meaning of his name, Man. Jehovah has remembered. Wow. And I shared that with <laughs> Terry because I was interrupting her like crazy. <laughs> I, was <interrupting> her. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you busy? Listen, I said, well, listen, it don't matter. I said, let me just share this with you. <laughs> I was like, so tell me what you think about Jehovah's, I mean, about Zachariah's name. And I shared it with her. And she was like, I doubt seriously his parents knew what his That's life was going to be about when they named him that. That was God that named him. 
And then my wife, and then my wife said, just like your name. <laughs> she says, because I wrote down, I'll never forget this, right? When I got the call that I had the job, when I first got out of college, it was in Charlotte, finally got the call that I, um, for a job mm-hmm. working at the headquarters at, at the time was Wachovia, um, downtown in Charlotte. So the, the, um, the letter that I got when they emailed it to me, when I saved it to my computer, I put Evan and then I put Dash. God right, is good. Right, right, now right. I put God is good to celebrate because God is good. <laughs> Years later down the line, I'm, I forgot how what we was reading came across what my name meant. And it's John and Wellish. And John oh, just wow. basically means Jehovah has shown grace. Wow. wow. Which basically, God is good. <laughs> And so when I brought it up to my wife about Zachariah's name, she brought up to me exactly. my name and said, exactly. your parents had no clue on your name. But God did. God named you. He has a purpose. And I'm like, when you look at this, when you see this story and a man is named, the Lord Je- Jehovah remembered. <laughs> I, I was like, man, that's just mind blowing, right? The yeah. see this, and I wonder how the angels took hold to that, because I think what is it? In, is it in Galatians? Was it Hebrews when it says the angels are marvelled at what God is doing well, I, I, to us with with, with salvation? Is, they're like they're shocked. They're like that because it's like I know your 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 name means that God's remembered. Then why are you asking me? You know what I'm saying? Why are you asking me? How should you know this? <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I wonder if that played into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you you have a situation that you feel like if you after all these years God had an issue in your life yeah. that kept you on your knees. That issue kept you closer to the Lord. So to the point that you don't even recognize that it's just yeah. a normal thing for you to keep to continue to keep seeking him when others won't. Exactly. But your name yeah. actually means yeah. that in yeah. due time, so God, is wonder, well, <laughs> God is going to remember. God is going to remember. He probably didn't know what that means. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he probably didn't know what that means, but that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like mine. Like when I, when I read that bit, like I kept interrupting her. And I was yeah, like, there's yeah. so much here. Yeah. Like I read this, and this has always been like one of my favorite chapters within Luke was the, like chapter one and then chapter two because I feel like yeah. it's so yeah. much detail in here. But I'm like, man, I wouldn't expect him to get this. <laughs> I wouldn't expect him to get this because it's so much. And then when I like going back to the angels, like, he didn't ask for any instruction. And like, um, so what is it? The Zephyrim. Uh, who is it? The Zephyrim? Or the cherubim? I think it's the Zephyrim. The sure. League of Angels that's mentioned in um, Isaiah chapter 5. When it's described them. So. Was that the cherubim? Know. Cherubim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 6. Chapter 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So ch- chapter 6. Verse um, verse six. Then through one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, 
which he had taken with the tongs. But I thought it describes the angels. Yeah, it does. So right above that, so verse two describes how the Zeraphim angels are. Above it stood the Seraphims. Yeah. Each one had six wings. With two, mm-hmm. he covered his face. And with two, he covered his feet. And with two, he did fly. And I recall Tony Evans going over this. Yeah. And he was saying that basically the angels were built to worship. So the the two to cover his feet yeah. and, and, and basically giving reference to the Lord. The other two um, would cover his face because even the angels know that God is full of glory. And basically, right. like, I, like I picture it in my yeah. mind, I, I bow down before the Lord because I'm not worthy. So even yeah. the angel covering his face is even recognizing, even being holy, you know, I'm not worthy. They're still not, they're meant to worship, but they're not as holy. No, no being is as holy as God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like seeing what this angel does. Right. And the only, only, only thing they have, the other set of wings is to fly. That's yeah. to do the work. But you can't do the work until you get the worship in. So it's like that's all they do is get the worship in. So it's like when this angel comes down, mm-hmm. he's looking for the brother named Zachariah that's putting in work for the kingdom. And he finds his brother putting in right. work for the kingdom. Exactly. So it's like, one, right. Zachariah isn't hard to find. He's like, and you can yeah. tell the conversation that went on was deep. But what I also got, like when verse 12, like what I put for notes for verse 11 through 12 was because how Zechariah's posture was when the angel came. You see, because it started at verse 10 and the whole multitude of the people. That's what it was. So the whole multitude mm-hmm. of people were in prayer outside at the hour of incense offering. That stood out to me because it doesn't right. mention this after the angel. It mentions this before the angel, which lets me know if we want to see the power of God in our lives, the key to yeah. activate that is in our worship. Their worship, they're praying outside what Zachariah is doing in the inside. Yeah. He's fulfilling his priestly duties. So he's worshiping as well. And then Bam, verse 11. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel and feared gripped him. And I thought right there, I was like, boom. The angel's glorified. Mm-hmm. When we being a sinner seeing something that's glorified, of course we get fearful. Right, right. We see Because we recognize that ain't us. <laughs> Yeah, we see the difference. This 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 angel just left the presence of God. So I think, like for example, how the people felt with Moses. Moses left the presence of God. His face is now glowing. The people were fearful when they saw him. His face is glowing because they see the difference. Like man, your glory, yeah. Yeah, the glory of God shines upon you. Mm-hmm. Woe is me, <laughs> basically. And that's why I felt like that's. Right. That's the best exactly. response Zacharias could have had. That's the response you need to have. Sure. It needs to be <laughs> one of reverence, one of I'm not worthy to be in the presence of a God being, right? And but so that so after yeah, 
him, it says he, he fear fell upon him. And then the angel gives him um, the good news. <clears throat> so 13, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness. So right there, and many will rejoice at his birth. So that's good news. My heart will be filled with joy, right? So 15, for he mm -hmm. will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to, to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And then Zacharias, after getting these specific instructions, getting this good news is, and, and, and I don't really knock him because you, you said it, right? Like he was, he was, <laughs> He was filled with fear, right? And that fear turned into doubt. In this, in this wonderful moment, he's filled with mm -hmm. doubt. And Zacharias, verse 15, and Zacharias said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. 19, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 18 and 19. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you this glad tidings, <laughs> these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Good grief. I... I Man, I mean, that's like that's so a whole full course move. <laughs> in the presence of a godly being, you show reference. You are fearful, and and you don't know what he's there to say. He could be like, "Well, you know what? It's time for you to go. God calls you right now. God needs your soul, like like that story in the, in um in Matthew, right? <laughs> your soul has been called today. He he don't know, right?" But when he does, when the angel, when Gabriel tells him the good, these even Gabriel mm -hmm. said, I'm, I'm coming to give you good news. Yeah. Yeah, that's the part of God. When Gabriel's like, you shot, you down and all yeah. that. Yeah, good news. I felt like Gabriel was like, exactly. I felt like Gabriel was shocked. And Gabriel was like, hold up, I can see if I gave you bad news. I'm telling you nothing but good news. <laughs> <laughs> My note was on this was um one that we always talk about. Zach Rias questioned the how. He questioned how this was going to happen. Yeah, and we, I mean, we already seen that in so many situations. Yeah, how will I know? <laughs> that's not our area, right? That's not our concern, the how and the why. But the funny thing is, Mary asked how too, right? But we'll get to that. Um, and so... Yeah, that's the yeah, difference. His how was really coming from doubt. 
It wasn't coming from the perspective of like asking, like, right, how we're gonna do yes. this. Yes. Meaning, what instructions do you do I have to have on my end to fulfill this? His is like literally like how? Because you Gabriel Gabriel's response, he's like, right. my, I'm Gabriel. Do you not know who I am? Right. Like, bro, my and I seen his name, strong man of God. But it's like he should have known. Zacharias should have known. You seen the forefather of the faith have the same issue. Yeah. yeah. Abraham had this. Abraham and Sarah had the same issue. Yeah. Well, Abraham and Sarah had the same issue. Then the name changed. Abraham and Sarah. So it's like yeah. Zacharias should have been right. like, oh, seeing the angel, like, okay, cool. So Ain't nothing good news, right? There's a little bit of um, pride in this, right? Like, this this can't happen, right? Like, in my own Mm -hmm. understanding, this can't happen. I'm old. My wife is old. This can't, this is not really supposed to be happening. Whereas, you know, Mary, in her humility, she's asking how, but she's asking, she's like, I've never been with a man. Like, from a humble humility standpoint, I feel like this is a, a a a picture of why God doesn't tell us everything all the time, right? This this is a he, he doesn't expose all of his plans to us because we can't handle mm-hmm. it. Clearly, Zacharias can't handle this good news, right? We get into we get to questioning God's word, like His word is law. No. And, and 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 life to our souls is, I think you said this before. Like his word isn't to be mm-hmm. negotiated, and that's what it seems like Zacharias is doing here. Like, hold on, from from my intellect, this can't yeah. happen. What do we? What what needs to happen for this to happen? You know what I mean? And that's all pride. Mm-hmm. That is, I don't see any humility yeah. in 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 Zacharias at all. Yeah, too much yeah. to spell. Yeah, it's too much of self. But he, 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 to me, he kind of came, comes off the same way right. Moses did when God yeah. was talking to him, telling him, This is the instructions right. that I and want he you to he have. Because I'm choosing yeah. to let to mm-hmm. be, the, be, the, be the person to set the people free. He wasn't willing. In this case, Zachariah, he's like, he's, he's if he yeah. spent, and I, and I, and I get it. God can give us a promise that just blows the socks off of us. Like, whoa, that's too big for me. I can't accomplish that. And that only occurs, we feel that way when we're not looking at him properly. I feel like if we're looking at him properly, we know, yeah, we know, okay, you can get this done through me. It ain't about me because you you can turn me into something that I don't see myself in. Like, that's been known. Like, you Mm -hmm. you know how you made me. And what what I love for, like, to go back some just a little bit. Right. When the angel right. is speaking to him, he comes out and let him know, don't be scared of me. Like he comes mm-hmm. out and like, don't be scared. And I felt like when I put it in my nose, like this is why we should not worship angels. Because the angels coming from a perspective, I'm fulfilling the duty yeah. from God. And I'm telling my duty exactly. is to give you the message exactly. for your duty. So we both on the same playing field. We both servants here. We both serving God. And what I love is that 
he gives the instruction. The blessing comes with instructions. That's what I got. That's right. Because I, I saw this and he he literally is breaking down the instructions about when he gets this blessing. He comes out and says, your petition has been heard. And then in verse 14, you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and he will drink no wine or liquor and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the sons of God back to the Lord. Anybody, I mean, he comes out and tells him, like, look, you're going to name him John. That's another set of right. instructions. He's going to have to take the vow of being a Nazarene, not going to drink no right. wine, no liquor, which basically means he's not going to cut his hair, so a homeboy going to have some locks. And he's going to be a forerunner. He's going to be the main, he's going to be the forerunner to turn the hearts back to Elijah, which means the very word that's in you, you're going to have to embed right. that into your son now. You're going to have to teach that. So it's like a whole set of instructions for the blessing. And that's what I love with God is that he'll tell us this is the blessing. Mm -hmm. But as time mm -hmm. progresses on, as we get closer to receiving that blessing, he gives us the instructions to keep the blessing. Yeah. In this case, it all happened at one time, but I feel like sometimes in life, yeah. our yeah. circumstances, God is using to give us those instructions because he's speaking. It's like we may not we like with the pruning, we may not take the pruning as God actually using yeah. that as a set of instructions to prepare us for the actual blessing to be ready to receive. But in his case, the absence of no kids at all actually prepared him to be able to receive these instructions and do them well. Because it's like even though he's looking more at himself. Like, how can I do this? Which I get it. You've been in a low spot for so many years. And eventually, uh, it's easy to feel like, like you know, they're applying left and right. Applying for this job, that job. <laughs> and when they have the audacity <laughs> to actually say something to a brother and they say no, get to looking at myself kind of funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then I have to pull back and be like, stop looking at me. Could it be that God is allowing these no's to occur? Not so I can be like, woe is me, but so I can be like, praise the Lord. Great is he. Great is he. He's the one that's going to fulfill this. So it could be that something that I'm probably not even mm -hmm. thinking about applying for God may bring to my way. And one of the reasons why I may not even think to apply for it because I may think it's too big for me. But God is saying, no, I prepared it just for you. You have to keep, you have to care, you have the character traits. You have the knowledge on this area. Right. I prepared you for this. As long as you're looking at me, you'll be able to see that. But as long as you're looking right. at yourself in the mirror, yeah, you're not I mean, going to see and, it. And you bring you up pull a Moses. Like, nah, there got to be somebody else. I study. <laughs> anger. Like, it, it arouses anger. And so it's, it's funny because, you know, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I just see, like, then, like you said, I can see Zacharias being concerned about how it's going to get done but being a priest he should he should what has he been saying all this time you know what i mean like i would think that he, <laughs> exactly yeah i would i would think that he would be well that old Barry white song practice what you preach the story <laughs> of abraham and sarah like 
Rebecca and Jacob. Like, I would think he would be well-versed in these things and using that to keep himself mm -hmm. in the right frame of mind. You know what I'm saying? And so when he, when he then, and, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I was just, I was just thinking that maybe just the, the, the but fear you, just oh, I'm like sorry. how Keep fear going. was when he was in the Mount of Transfiguration. He just, just, just had to say something. The fear just overwhelmed him. You know what I'm saying? And he, he just had to say something. How could that, how could I do this? Because he should know the answer to the question that he asked. You know. Yeah, but I think what comes in is, and I think this is, a, honestly, I had this conversation with my wife before. I feel like a part of spiritual growth is being let down by God. Enjoying the show? We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply share the show with a friend, that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. I could imagine by them being older, having expecting for yeah. so long, they probably felt like this is the year and then nothing happens. Okay, this is the year and then nothing happens. But I feel yeah. like that's a part of the process. Yeah. It's like how, what Joseph went through. You but know, Joseph with never was like, hey, now you know I'm, like, I'm finally about to get free. Perspective was always, his perspective was always like, God is mm -mm. great. God he wasn't, he wasn't like that. You he passed me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, I just feel always like focus on God. Mm-hmm. Really gonna do it. By flunking that test, I feel like by flunking that test, if we feel go through the season of okay, God, I felt exactly. like God let me down. Right. We supposed to yeah. still praise him for who yeah. he is, because God didn't let us down. He's developing in us still. And I think Joseph, he got it. It clicked for him. He got it. David right. kind of went yeah. through a spell like, okay, God ain't going to do it. So then he ended up going back, going to um, hang out with the Philistines for a hot little minute. But it's like, if we understand how God's process is, and that only comes by just being focused on him, when the seasons yeah. seem to go against the grain, so to speak, God has let me down with this promise. I thought he was going to come through and he didn't. But here this God is still affirming his word every time you open up scripture and you seeing that, okay, did it for Abraham and Sarah. That story still hasn't changed yet. There haven't been no new books out to say that something else happened. No new revelation that occurred to say anything differently happened besides that. Did the same thing for Hannah. I mean, he did the same thing for Isaac. So we have to keep going back to what God said last in his word. Not what we experience. And I feel like once we get the, this is what God says, and that's what I'm sticking to, and that's it. That's when, in due time, like what I loved here, it came out and said, it's gonna, it's, he's going to be born in a certain season. 
John's going to come in a certain at proper time and says in verse 20, and behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place because you did not believe my words, right. which, will, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. It's going to happen in God's timing. And sometimes it's like we, we put God on the finish line six months into a 10-year plan. And then we feeling like God don't let us down because it's six months into a 10-year plan that God had. And God is like, okay, I'm going to allow you to feel like I let you down. Keep coming back to me and you're going to see I haven't let you down. I'm continuing this on is, this is strange. what I promised. So I'm, it's, I'm reading it's just meant at a proper time. Everything got to be lined up. This because you just sparked my 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 thought process on this about Zacharias really should have known the stories of Abraham, Jake, uh, Abraham and Sarah and uh, Jacob and Rebecca. And Tony Evan points out the fact that. Zacharias and other faithful Jews should have known Gabriel's name. He, he, he appears in the book of Daniel where he explains the prophet's visions to him. Yep. <laughs> Thus, this was no ordinary angel. And since Zachariah did not believe he would be mute until the prophecy was... Man, this is a... But... Oh. Ain't, ain't that what we're dealing with now? Priests and pastors who don't really, they're not walking the, walk the walk. They, they, they go through their duties. They show up on Sunday to preach virtually, mm. in person. But after that, do they, do they really believe? Mm -hmm. they, uh, yeah. Like, this is, like, Gabriel's name. He should have really known. Right. Like, <laughs> so, when I think about it from this perspective. That's it. That's it. There's only two angels in the Bible that's mentioned by name. Gabriel and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, when we look at it, especially in Zechariah's time, okay, they don't have the New Testament. They're actually part of the New Testament. They got Daniel. Yeah. We know Daniel's very descriptive in describing what Gabriel did for him exactly. in his life. I would have interrupted. You should have known that already. Hold up, wait a minute. You gave it was too late. Like, Did you just say your name, Gabriel? That, <laughs> Gabriel was already decided what was going to go down. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah. even though scripture doesn't say the, the two wasn't. Um, disappointed in the Lord kind of like that's right if that was the case I feel like regardless we should always stay focused on God and his character God can't lie yeah. if it feels like God has disappointed us it's only because we haven't listened to him properly they're like man God let me down no he hasn't no he hasn't it, 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 yeah. it strengthens your muscle to know no 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 God is coming through for you he's coming through for you just let God be God and let him come through for you yeah. the way he wants to come through for you. And it's like, but what I love here is that the, how can I put it? The rebuke. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful rebuke. 
Because yeah. this rebuke was meant to strengthen his faith, not yeah. to give him, yeah. not to make him go left field. Because I was sitting there thinking, like, if it's that, if that's me, I see an angel. I wake up tomorrow or in the middle of the night, <laughs> angel wake your brother up, and I act how Zacharias act, and angel said, "Yeah, you're not gonna be able to speak tomorrow. Matter of fact, you're not gonna be able to speak no more moving forward mm. until this promise comes about." I'm in a catch twenty two at that point. Because my labor not only consists of me thinking, using my head and typing, but it also exactly. consists of me communicating verbally. In Zachariah's case, he's the priest. His duty when he comes out, right. he's supposed to he speak a blessing over probe. people. Can't, can't read can't his, do that. He can read the scroll, <laughs> but he can't verbalize it. Can't verbalize nothing. So it was like catch 22. If I, my back is against the wall, it's either now I either I'm in a situation where I'm forced to believe. The only way I don't believe is if I fight against it, basically. So it's like it's, it's meant to produce that faith that's going to be conducive to be able to receive the promise. It's not meant to make him go backwards. He only go backwards by having a, he would only go backwards if he had a heart of stone. Yeah having a hardened heart, but if he allows his heart to become flesh in the situation, so to speak, his faith grows. Because, like, I mean, to have a hardened heart, I would think about, he comes out, and he comes out and says, well, God, you know I've been going through so much, so why are you going to stop me from speaking, knowing I'm supposed to speak a blessing on these people? Mm -hmm. That's the fruit of a hardened heart. But I think a heart that's in alignment to the Lord would be more of humility, like he was saying earlier. He would come out and say, well, Lord, I've sinned against you. I didn't believe. I treated you like you was a liar. I allowed you to have one of your servants that you respect to come to me to give the message, and yet I turned around and rebuked it. Forgive me. Forgive me. In the midst of this situation, yeah, you can still ask petition, I feel like. Lord, please allow me a thought or idea on how to communicate to these people because I don't deserve to be able to speak to them because I didn't deserve, because I didn't receive the yeah. promise that I heard from your servant's mouth. So, so allow me to be able to at least write something down on how you want me to communicate with them. Like, I feel like that's yeah. going to be the humble response. This is, this is interesting because I went back to... Uh, I went back to my notes and it looks like January 8th, 2020. Um, I wrote down mm -hmm. um, disobedience, doubt, disbelief, and double-mindedness. Double-mindedness and discontentment. These are all D words that don't align mm. with God's word and can cause a barrier between us and God's favor. And that I see that hmm. clearly here. But you, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, you I mean, can drop this, the mic right there. <laughs> we talked about this. Obviously, this is a year ago now. We talked about this, and I have incorporated that into my walk. That has helped me grow, right? So I try not to doubt. That's that's how I got to that whole whole concept of. I mean, obviously, with the help of the Holy Spirit, the whole concept of how and why is God's area. 
that's God's area of concern. Because if you start trying to figure out how and why, you get into these deeds, you get into doubt, you get into discontentment, you get into disobedience, you get into all of these things which mm-hmm. are dangerous. They're dangerous for our for our lives and, and our soul. And the other thing, I mean, you bring up a great point about why Gabriel chose to mute him. Because my, my first thought was that it, just like any other man, if he had remained able to talk, he would have talked himself right out of that be- blessing. He would have talked you know, and so right out of God's favor and you know just been in an awkward position so the fact that he was made mute actually allowed and he was he remained mute until the blessing came I think was just a reminder of how easily we can James talks about it right the the, the how to our our tongue is untamable. And so I, I, I believe mm-hmm. that was probably the best way to allow God's will to still be fulfilled without physically hurting Zacharias. And, and, and it, the lesson we can yeah. walk away from this with is, right, when, when we're faced with that good news, when we're faced with that, that, blessing that God makes room for and orchestrated to happen in our lives, receive it with humility. And we'll see the perfect way how to do this with both Elizabeth and Mary. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of disappointing to look at that because he was a priest and he's been serving God for so long, but on the same token, it's a great lesson. It's a great lesson in how we should mm-hmm. deal with situations like this. God, again, God's word isn't to be negotiated. His word is law and life to our soul, and it needs to be treated that way. So if Gabriel shows up, he is yeah. the official messenger, spokesperson of heaven. And you're going to be like, well, how? And so, the, uh, oh, so the other thing was, I don't that the how isn't that bad, right? I don't think it's that bad, but you hit on it. It was his heart that was in the wrong place. His intention was, you know, if he asks, how could this be? I'm not worthy, you know, from from a humility standpoint, Mm -hmm. I think Gabriel would have probably treated him differently. But it's like almost arrogantly. What are you talking about? How can this be? I'm old. My wife is old. Yeah. yeah. Bringing up all physical facts. Considering (laughs) the awesomeness, power, and authority of God. Of God. Yeah. And he's only looking at part of the picture. Everything you're saying is true. Yeah, you're old. That's a fact. Tour. Your wife is old. That's a fact. Tour the truth, right? It don't and, and stop there. Yeah. It start with God. I, Tony Evans said this. Ah man, and that when Tony Evans said this, it really helped bless a brother mind. And he mm-hmm. was like, "There's nothing wrong with stating the facts." 
He said, just make sure you don't end up. You make sure you don't make never end your statement off right. or your yeah. mind, your thinking yeah. with the facts. It's, you start off with saying, yeah, but they laid me off. Yeah, but X, Y, Z happened. Yeah, but I haven't been able to find a job or I haven't been whatever the issue may be. Make sure you yes. end off with, well, God yes. is able. You got to have spiritual truth in there because that's the whole, when you, once you connect the spiritual, that's the yeah. whole picture then. Zacharias, like you said, he's stating the, he's stating the facts. <laughs> I'm old. But that's not all. That's not the period. One one more thing about this, and then we can move on. But this is this has been awesome. This just this analysis of this this interaction between Zacharias and Angel has been really good for me. You notice how Gabriel didn't even respond to what he said. He asked the question, like, how would it be? <laughs> Gabriel responds with, I am Gabriel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that just blows my mind right there because it's, he immediately goes into, and I don't want to say he's defending God, but he, he goes into how you, like, you don't even realize what you're saying, and 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 puts <laughs> and, and puts his he discards his his he discards his question and responds with a perspective of who God really is by first identifying who He is, and then. Um, Saying what kind of almost like passing judgment on them, but but this is but this is this is a God representative. Mm-hmm. This is a holy being. So it it, it kind of makes sense, but it's just amazing how and 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 the reason why I brought that up is because when you made me think about it when when when. God was telling Moses about the plan to free the children. He and he chose Moses, and Moses was unwilling. God never really responded to all those excuses. He, he never responded to them. He just he's yeah. like, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like he never really responded to him. He he always kind of not really changed the subject, but he 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 took it to a higher standard. And, that, and, that, and, I, and I get that word from Pastor Jenkins. We was talking yesterday about how Jesus takes the law to a higher standard. And that's what Gabriel does right here. He takes, he, he doesn't respond mm-hmm. to this question, but he takes it to a holy standard that is out of his realm, out of the human realm. Yeah, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that point that you brought up. The, the two points one, Gabriel would have talked himself exactly. and his wife yeah. out of this blessing. <laughs> I never looked at that, looked at it from that way, but yeah, that, that's true. And then two, with, with, with Gabriel, I, I, I saw in a blue letter 
Blue Hair Bible, the commentary was saying there's a big contrast between I am the old man and I'm gay. <laughs> Which one That's has more I'm weight? Telling you, I'm telling you that he took it to a holy standard and Zach Rise is like, whoa. You know, like, like I'm thinking about it, how old I am. And Zach Rise is like, I am Gabriel. I'm an angel, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. talking about some old nonsense to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but ain't that something, right? What, what I love about this is that it also shows us what? to remember that the yeah. priest is just a man, just how it's we true, are. Man. It's true, man. It's true. And, and, and <laughs> we're not to worship them. We're I mean, not that's... to put them on that pedestal. Cause... Yeah. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's good, and so it's like he was interesting is that on the outside we don't know what the pastor is going through so all this is going on this conversation going on in verse 21 here we go yeah (laughs) the people were waiting for zacharias and were wondering that it's lay in the temple (laughs) and that's what we normally (laughs) do like we're past that what's going on well, yeah, <laughs> what's going on? That in the real life, dealing with brother's dealing stuff. with something in the back. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> he dealing with some personal issues that he didn't know he had. I'm pretty sure maybe Zacharias probably felt like he had enough faith. Like, yeah, I've been waiting for this all this long time, and maybe he just forgot oh. his prayer That's that he good. probably prayed a long time That's ago good. and just let it go. Because we we all we all been there, right? We've been praying for so long that we forgot about the prayer that we made mm-hmm. two years ago. That we that, that you know at that moment it broke us down. Yeah. We on our knees crying to God, but we forget about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I personally, been there, man. I've been there, man. I had to look at yeah, my petitions and I had to look at my uh, notes to like because yeah. it 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 was something familiar about it when it when the prayer was answered. It was something familiar about it. Like, man, did I pray about this? Sure enough. Sure enough, I did. But I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And that's so wonderful because God does it. And it's like everybody else is sitting there waiting and looking mm. like what's next to come into your life. Yes. They don't know what you're going through. Just how the people were—they just sitting there wondering, like, "What's up?" The only thing they're right. looking like, "What's so up long. with the uh, yeah. delay?" They're not thinking about. Yeah, they're not thinking. Well, it's an old man that right. out in there. You know, the temple gonna catch on fire. Like none of that's going through their mind. <laughs> they just like, "What's up with the delay?" That's all we care about. <laughs> but it says, "But when he came out, he was unable to speak to him, and they realized." that he had seen a vision in the temple and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. When the days of his priestly service were ended, he went back home. And I'm like, brother, 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 the whole time you, you have to stay stuck in a position to remind you that you ran into Gabriel. But at the same time, this also is yeah. a ministry. Yeah. It strengthens everybody else's faith yeah. around. If they know what happened, if they're taking God serious, it's like, well, I want to follow along with this Zacharias guy, see what's going on. 
<laughs> like before homeboy and, and it really doesn't really give a backdrop on what his personality was oh, yeah. but i think it'll be pretty interesting yeah, exactly what i was talking you. He can't say a word. <laughs> and now yeah like that would definitely be definitely be something like that was his personality a person that's always talking all the time and then now he's not talking and the only thing he's doing is remaining mute so it's like i want to know what god is up to and oh and i, I gotta remember this part it was completely silent before all of this yes 400 years of silence between malachi mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not even no sign of God, no sign of things like this happening. And so now, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden we get action. (laughs) I mean, we got a lot of action. So it's like, if I would have been there at that time, I'm like, yeah, I want to see what's going on with this. I'm gonna follow this, and I think if followed into the end, yeah, one can't do anything but grow in their faith. If we and that's what so that's what I love. I love what Hebrews says, but don't yeah. forsake the presence of the saints. Because I heard, and I forgot who gave this example, because me and my wife were talking about it the other day. Um, when we think of like a barbecue, one coal that's heated up by itself isn't enough to really cook your food. Yeah. But a whole bunch of coals heated up together. They make something mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is with being with the saints. And if if people aren't collectively like how it was here in a body, they miss the opportunity to yeah. grow in their faith by watching God do something great in somebody else's life. Not only that, I mean, <laughs> going down in history, I mean, <laughs> 2,000 years later, we're talking about this. That's good, man. I'm um I'm 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 really I'm interested in how Zacharias was dealing with this. Right? But but and, but we we end up seeing how he does deal with this and mm-hmm. and that's encouraging because you said something that really, you know, sparked my 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 thinking about this. He has a um a disability that reminds him of a bad decision that he made. And, but he, but he didn't stay Mm -hmm. there. You know what I mean? Like his heart didn't stay where it was when he, when he made that bad decision, Uh, you know, he could have been bitter. He could have went deeper into that doubt because it still hadn't happened yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 (laughs) Gabriel said, you're going to stay mute until, the son is born and that time all this time is going by remember he starts from a position of not believing so i'm i'm just really <laughs> glad to see that at some point during this time that shifted his his, his humility kicked in and yeah. he was able to because think about it, Evan, if you got something that you're seeing that's reminding you of a bad decision that you made, it's very, very easy to stay in that dark place. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. Easy. yeah. Especially yeah. if you it don't be like, connect if you don't recognize, to it. 
that you made a, a, a mistake. You, you know, he's like, man, I just, like my wife always hits me with that. Like, I'm just asking a question, but it's, it's your intentions, right? Like, it's not just about you asking a question. And if you don't recognize that, you know, where your, your, your perspective and where your heart was at the time of asking that question, man, you can stay in a dark place and never get delivered. But, but we're, we're happy to say that Zacharias mm-hmm. was um, delivered from this. Um, so, we're, okay, so where are we at? We at 23 or 21? Where are we at? 21. Uh, 20... No, it's so, okay. 21, the people waited for him. 22, but when he came out, he could not speak. 23, okay, so let's, let's go at 23. Um, so it was as soon as the days of his service was, were completed that he departed to his own house. So, okay, so this is the, t- okay, so going back up, uh, what verse is this, where his lot fell? Um, yeah, so going back up to verse eight, so it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So I don't really, I'm not familiar with how that process works, but apparently just from the context here, he was there for days. And it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is rough. <laughs> you, waited, you, waited, you waited for a once in a lifetime event in your life to occur. Well, and, and you and can't even fully enjoy before, it because of the scene. So this even makes me more convinced and happy, full of joy that Zacharias, you know, came to his senses because he's sitting in the temple. You know, I'm thinking almost like Peter, that guilt that you feel from sin. And he's sitting in the temple. I was mm-hmm. ashamed, God. I, I made this bad mistake. And he's sitting in the temple for days now. Jeez. Man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. For everybody to see. Right. Exactly. For everybody to see. Because now you're a public figure. And you know, in those times, like, so yeah. he was already, you know, him and his wife was already kind of people looking at them sideways and like they're a pariah because they can't have no kids. Now he can't talk. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> oh, man. man. Yeah, the reproach that comes with that. It's almost like now they like now they got well, something well, to say. Like, you we know, didn't know what it was, but it's coming out now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they probably saying all about he, you know, what did he do? What sin did he commit? You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what's sad about that? It's not like people ask a question like gossip. that. So that they don't know not yeah, to do what you talk. did. They just want to know. <laughs> just to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love his commitment because in verse 24, after these days, Elizabeth, his wife, became yes. pregnant and she kept herself in seclusion for five months, saying, This is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among men. I love that because the only way that happened 
that she gets pregnant is by act of faith. He had to believe that by being intimate with his wife, by doing the things that got him in the position to get the favor so that Gabriel comes into his presence, that's how you get the blessing. You don't go backwards like, oh, man, I did this. I have this physical manifestation. I love the fact that she wasn't like a quote unquote real, real housewives of the hills that you did. <laughs> Enjoy what you're hearing. We'd love to hear how walking with Jesus is helping you. Keep listening to hear how you can leave us a message that we may use on the show. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> like she wasn't going to be like nagging like, why'd you, look what you did. You just messed the blessing up. You know how long I've been waiting to get pregnant? Like she, it's like the only way she could get pregnant is by being unified and by being a godly woman. And by exercising yes. the grace to her husband mm. and humility by saying, right. okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand you messed up. But they still remain intimate. And then she gets pregnant. Which I, I love that because yeah. that shows that he had, he, faith about works is dead. Yes. So his faith yes. was still alive. You see the grace of God covering him despite his, you know, poor decision. We see a humble response by Elizabeth by hiding herself. What does it say? It says, um, mm-hmm. now after those days, his wife conceived and she hid herself for five months saying, thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. And so that that verse 25 really jumped out at me because she could have been, once she got pregnant, she could have been like, see, I told y'all. You know what I mean? Like she could have been, like you said, she could have been a been a, a housewife uh, <laughs> yeah. and put everything on blast. But she's so humble, she hid herself. Like all them, come on, Evan. You know people was like, man. You know how women are. They talk about each other like dogs. Exactly. Well, they only exactly. get dressed so up to look good for other women. <laughs> in, 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 a, in a humanistic and flesh standpoint, she was justified to go to show off her baby bump and show off that she's pregnant now and rub it in everybody's face, just to be. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's just to be included in, in the society, in the community. That's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not to put her yeah. in no higher status. That's just to be included. But she does the opposite. She hides herself from these people and speaking praise and glorifying God because God, it's that, this last part of this verse, which says, he looked on me to take away my reproach among people and and he left it at that. It was God who took away the reproach. Mm-hmm. She had no. She had. 
she's basically saying, I had nothing to do with this. Mm. So I'm not going to go out here and blast that I'm pregnant. I'm going to sit my butt right here in this house and not mm. talk to nobody. I'm hiding myself because this is God's work happening. And again, I feel like it's such a wonderful thing to do because who knows? People could have been speaking doubt to her. This baby is in, you know, like the baby is in the, the first trimester. It's very, it's real tricky. People speaking doubt, speakers, people speaking unbelief. Yeah. How does happen to you, girl? What what getting all type of stuff into her heart and her in her mind? This is wonderful. And 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 th this is the lesson I took away. Like our feeling. Cause I, she, I'm sure she probably felt like she, she was justified from a fleshy standpoint, but she would recognize her flesh. She recognized and said, no, I'm not going to act on that emotion. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to stay right here and be yeah. in prayer, be in praise and worship. And that's, that's a lesson for all of us. Mm hmm. Let's not act on those. Yeah. Let's not act on yeah. those emotions. Let's yeah. let's do the opposite. I'm glad you let's, brought that up. Let's make God's kingdom and what what is Christ like right side up, not upside down. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because when I was reading that, I was like, when she the part where her staying at home stood out to me. But I love yeah. how the Lord worked for you to bring it out that it was her act of humility. Because when you were saying it, immediately I started thinking about mm. why is it that she took yeah. the narrow path? Yeah, that's it. Whereas that's it. take the wide path in this situation. That's the narrow path. That's right. That's good, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this path that she's on, it goes against the grain. It goes against what we would yeah, perceive someone to do. They want to go out yeah. here and brag. Yeah. They want to find. I mean, the reproach has been removed. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody was talking bad about you in your face mm. out there in public. Now you keeping it to yourself. And I'm like, man, that here it is. That that narrow path in those times. Yeah. She she yeah. showing an example of that mm. here. Mm. How much is it for us to do the same? Yes, indeed. That's good, brother. That's that's a big time lesson. And this is before Jesus even comes and talks to him about it. About turning the other cheek and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just the humility. It's just the, the excellent humility, humble spirit that this, this lady exhibits. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell me that doesn't rub off on Zacharias. That's probably why he came to his senses. He was in doubt and disbelief, but his wife was solid. Oh, yeah. Oh. What? Like, it's highly important right. for a man to marry the woman that God destines him to be with. Because mm. if a man turns around and marries the wrong woman, that's it. Like, I sit back and think about, like, what me and my wife met. She always looked at me as being like, yo, you are just, you know, a lot of scripture. You full of the spirit and all that. <laughs> and I used to always tell her, like, yeah. I only know a little bit. 
Yeah, I probably know a little bit more than my peers, but I still consider that just a little bit. <laughs> but it's like there's been times when I've been low, and my wife mm-hmm. gotta use mm-hmm. gotta speak to her just by her having her her regular walk. And like I shared with my wife before, I'm like some of the other girls that I knew. I said one major big difference. Yeah. Is that I knew for a fact they didn't have no spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. They didn't have no spiritual walk. They didn't take God serious. Mm-hmm. When you have a woman that takes God serious in your life, yes, that changed. Like I sat back and I looked at that, like with Tony Evans and his wife. Oh, yeah. And he comes oh, yeah. out and he says, if it wasn't for her, he wouldn't be mm-hmm. where he's at. Mm-hmm. When I look at mm-hmm. like with First Lady. Pastor Jenkins, same thing. Yeah. And many, of course, he's came out and he said, if it wasn't for her, taking God yeah. serious, respecting her role in yeah. pushing him. Especially because it's like what I got, like what I got from hearing brothers talk like that yeah. is that their wives saw they character traits them. in them that yeah. they did they themselves didn't see. God allowed them to see their husband mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that can their potential and encourage <laughs> but when you got that the real housewives man, that, of Jerusalem the worst type of woman that's the opposite <laughs> of a woman man it's all about her as and it's it's all about her and the show yeah you know and, and I just yeah I'm 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 glad you pointed that out that's a mm-hmm. huge message for our listeners man just to be mindful of the power of a godly woman not only for the man, but for the household, right? Evans, Tony Evans is on his Kingdom Man Rising. He's doing that again. And um, yeah. he calls us the, you know, the men are the foundation. We got to be able to take, you know, all of the stuff that comes with being a man, right? But the woman, because we are the mm-hmm. ones who are in a position to be the foundation, the women their hearts are open to receive that revelation from God. And if you have a woman that is like that and connected, Mm -hmm. um, you know, has uh, uh, faith-filled friends and stays in the word and connected to the word, it's a blessing to you for real, right? When a man finds a good woman, he finds a blessing. He finds the favor of God. And we see it right here, man, because he made a, a, yeah. a, a dummy move with Gabriel. You know what I'm saying? That was a dummy move with Gabriel, boy. And <laughs> I'm sure, man, after them days, come on, man. Some people probably telling them, man, your husband, he can't even talk no more. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he was in the temple for days and the people saw it. So you know it, it got back to him. You know it, man. what you do? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Because wife, wife, what you do? <laughs> oh man, what's wrong with you? Man, I don't know, man. It's, it's, you know, he can't even talk. He can't even explain it to his wife, man. He got rice and tablets, scribbling rocks and crayons and stuff. You know, no, write it down. <laughs> It's so amazing. Man. Oh, this is good. Um, 
All right, brother, we are on the 120th minute, bro. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, time then flew by on us. Whoa. Um, it's a lot in here. It's a lot. Maybe we'll we talk about yeah, it's a lot. Um, this next section, which is, and go to verse 38. This next section talks about Christ's birth being, uh, Christ's birth announced to Mary. And I, and I, as we just talked about the humility and the, the grace of a good woman, virtuous woman in, in the household, I think this would be a good section to go over and then end on that because Mary's humility is unlike, I mean, I, I yeah. compare it to the only person that is, is probably as humble as, as Mary is, I don't know, maybe Moses David. Yeah, Mo right, Moses right. The humblest person word, ever. Word. And, yeah, and the David, Bible put him as being like the humblest person heart, ever. <laughs> like God's. I mean, he was considered fairly humble. So I put I put Mary in the same category as them because her response to Gabriel is perfect. Right? It's perfect. All right. So let's let's jump into this last. Are you good with ending? Yeah. 38? Okay, cool. All right. Um, so yeah. this section is called Christ's Birth and mm -hmm. Nest Mary. Verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee um, named Nazareth um, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And that's that's a powerful point right there. But I'm going to keep going. All right. 30. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you yeah. for you have found favor with God. 31. And behold, you will receive you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. 32, he will be great. He will be called the son of the highest and the, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, 33. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. Okay, 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I, I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. This set of scriptures is so powerful, man. It is so powerful because... And it, there's so many little nuggets. Mm -hmm. um, so let's let's just jump to 29, right? Um, so we see Gabriel again. Gabriel again visits Mary to give her good news as well. And just the wait. So let me back up. Um, 28 says. Gabriel says to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. 
and 29, but when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and considered what manner of greeting it was. And that shows her humility right there. Like she wasn't full of herself. She was like, why are you talking to me? Like you're saying I'm highly favored. The Lord is with me. Blessed am I among women. I'm nothing. And she says it later in her song. I'm nothing but a servant. And and just the fact that she says it here. Mm. She was troubled at his saying and considered what matter of greeting it was. The humility kicked in is like, nah, not me. Not from not from doubt. Not from doubt. Not from disbelief. It yeah. was from humility. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. yes. I'm the lowest. I'm the lowest mm-hmm. of the low. You can do a lot. Why would you be talking to Yo. me like that? Man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what I think about is like you can a per, you can do a lot with a person that, that that respects their role. Yes, when they when they respect their position, they're not trying to take the high and mighty right route. <clears throat> and that's what I perceive with Mary. Mary's like <laughs> she doesn't come off like a lot of sisters will come off today. Right, they will come to a lot of sisters yeah, and say that they were like, yeah. you better you better get it right. <laughs> I'm glad you know. <laughs> <laughs> but how Mary, how she comes off, she understands, she views yeah. herself yeah. with the respect of I'm in a low spot here. What it gonna be? But if you say if you say so, I'm shocked. I'm like, I'm shocked, but if you say so, I I I take the word. Like I think about um even if what's so interesting about that is like in the secular realm. They get it. I recall seeing a movie with uh, James Brown. Get on up. Um, Get on up. The James Brown movie that uh, what you call it was in. I like that movie. Yes. Get on up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The cat that played um, what his name? Bobby. Ah. (laughs) He used to always call his name in the background. <laughs> what I like, what I what was so interesting about it, and this is coming from the secular realm. Yeah. Homeboy knew his role. Everybody else wanted to be above James Brown. And there was a part in the mm-hmm. movie when that it was like an intersection of that with him and Bobby. Even though Bobby had already helped him out and was basically responsible yes. for helping James mm-hmm. Brown's career out. He comes out and says, I don't have what you have. You are the one that's supposed to be leading. Now, I'm okay with me ushering you through, pushing you on. And it's interesting that even in the secular realm, they understand, if a person understands that concept of yielding, Mm -hmm. yielding to the one, yeah, that, that submission. Oof. There's a lot of power in there. And when I get to Mary, Mary is like, I'm yielded completely to God. Mm. And since I recognize that you come from him, man, so I'm yielded to it. Yes, yes, yes. And that's well, the like, difference between you, that you response is at the fact that Mary's response is 
and another way, I mean, it's still the same, but it, it just, just popped in my head a different way. Mary's response is the fact that she was even chosen. That That is like blowing her mind. Whereas Zacharias is like, he missed that whole mm-hmm. point. That the, the creator of the universe chose me. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. Like you said, mm. there's 20,000 priests. He yeah. missed the fact that God <laughs> chose him. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. But Mary didn't miss it. Mary didn't All miss in there is sovereignty. That, mm. Mm. She, she didn't miss it. That means it, it's in his name. Yeah. Jehovah. Yahweh. It's in his name. It's sovereignty. He doesn't, we need food to eat in order to, to sustain us. Not Yahweh. Not Yahweh. He doesn't need any of this. He's sovereign. He can, what, what he says happens. He wants it to happen, it happens. And Mary, she's like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like she's more focused on his purpose. Even though yeah, Zacharias is doing is more in a, in a better position than his, it seems like Mary is he, doing he may have gotten work in her used heart. to just going through the motions, whereas Mary had a thriving mm-hmm. relationship with the 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 God of the universe. Yeah, that is good, man. I was just going to say when you said that, it just reminded me like mm-hmm. God doesn't go to anybody for to consult. You know what I'm saying? Like he does what he wants. He doesn't ask for for permission. Like, yeah. <laughs> what it, I think is in in the Psalms, like if God owed somebody something, who like who, you know, like like who is he gonna pay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It puts God in the in there, purpose, perspective. And what I tell we you, lose <laughs> we lose sight of that because of that's why it's so important that we we don't look at our circumstances mm-hmm. so much and just look at Him. Look at Him. Our circumstances could get us off track, man. So off track. Mm. Yes, yes. And she had enough mm-hmm. word in her. Mm-hmm. That I'm pretty sure certain things resonated to her. Yes. She knew she was a virgin. It was going to fly by her head. Unfortunately, Gabriel just whoo, went all That went past yes. Zacharias. Like, right. I'm yeah. Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> but with her, she's like, in a, and what I love about this mm-hmm. with her, she's young. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I often used to always say this, especially like when I was in, uh, speaking to like my peers when I was in college, and I used to let them know, like, look, you yeah. got to read the word for yourself. But one thing I said, don't look at how old somebody is, even though they old in church and determine yeah, how far they good. are spiritually. You could be older than them spiritually, even yeah. though you're young physically. Because Mary, she comes off as a spiritual old woman. Humble, humility, 
spiritually, she's what we would say bearing fruit is what we would say mm-hmm. kind of like spiritual mm-hmm. maturity here. Because she's not like, and the same thing like even with Elizabeth, like these are women of of great respect. Unfortunately, our society today wouldn't respect women like this, but these are women of great respect. They carry generational yeah. blessings with them. I mean, because 2,000 years later, mm. we're still talking about them. Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. I'm, I'm reminded of what we talked about this morning. We're talking about humility so much. I mean, the humility of Elizabeth and the, the, the humility of Mary. Um, uh, first Peter, what is it? First Peter 5, th- 5, 3. Got it written down somewhere. Uh, no, I'm sorry. First Peter 5, 5 through 11 talks about clothing yourself in mm-hmm. humility, right? And the fact that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And that's, I mean, you just see it so clearly here. God's grace is all over these women, all over their families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when people want to talk about Christianity from the lens of being misogynistic, you don't see that here, even in this chapter. And this is coming from, by the yes. way, a secular writer. A Gentile. Um, yeah, sorry, yeah, not yeah, secular, yeah. a yeah. Gentile writer. From a Gentile writer. And if the even though the society at that time was misogynistic, yeah. it goes to show God isn't. Because he's using these women Absolutely. in a mighty way to fulfill Absolutely. his purpose. They And the thing about it, they are yielded to the physical authority mm-hmm. that God has in their life. And he's able to move. Mm. He's able to move. And and like, like when I was reading this, like when he come, when the angel comes out and says, um, in verse twenty-eight, in coming, in coming in, he said to her, "Greetings, favorite one. The Lord is with you." Mm-hmm. That stood out to me. And then he says, the angel said to her in verse thirty, "Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall." Call him Jesus. Totally opposite from Catholicism. Yes. This Mm -hmm. puts Mary in a proper perspective. Exactly. She's just like one of us. The angel, what the angel is literally saying to her is when he says greetings, favor one. Favor had to come from somewhere. She's Mm -hmm. not making Mm -hmm. favor on her own. God has favored her. Someone higher yes. than her has favored her. And then he says, the Lord is with mm. you. It doesn't say she's the Lord. Neither mm. is this angel even worshiping her. And then when the angel goes, like in verse 30, do not be afraid. Well, if she was a deity. Why would the angel say, do not be afraid? <laughs> so to me, when I was reading this, I was like, this right here just shuts down the notion of Catholicism with looking at Mary yeah, as being yeah. someone to be worshipped. If people in Catholicism actually read Luke or any other verses, any other chapters in the Bible, they would see that Mary isn't yeah. meant to be deified. Mary is just a, a person. Servant. Mary is uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she's a servant. 
she's a part of what God God yeah. planned on using her when he That's said right. what he said in That's Genesis right. 3. She's just a part of it, part of his redemptive plan. And it, it's funny be, that you mentioned this because mm-hmm. um, it was just last week I saw a trailer for this movie. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was a horror movie. And and from the trailer, the gist was Mary, this Mary, a, a person named Mary, a woman named Mary, basically was the Antichrist. And mm. she made, she was doing miracles. She was doing signs and wonders. And then at some point she shows her true self and brings wrath mm-hmm. and killing people and all this stuff. And so I was like, man, this is, you know, and there's somebody out there that's going to believe in that, man. Yeah. You know, and it, it, or, or it's going to make someone think differently about who Mary really is w- without mm-hmm. having the benefit of something like we're doing here where we're, we're showing who Mary is. Right. She was she was blessed and yeah. highly favored, but she wasn't a god. Yeah. Just a human. Just a human. She's just like you regular person. She's just like Turka. She's just like Tisha. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. man. Well, we got so much twisted nonsense going on in here in this world right now, man. So this is a prayer. Like we talked about this morning, man. I I understand your spirit being grieved, man. But our weapon is prayer, man. We just hold on to that, man. And and keep, like I said, man, I -hmm. I picked up in in Luke 11, 8 through 13. And it basically talks about, you know, says, asking you receive, seeking you find, knocking the door should be open. But when you read it in a couple of different versions, it talks about shameless, audacity it talks about persistence it talks about not being ashamed to keep asking right boldness repeat in an annoying manner and the funny thing about it is that's what god wants it's annoying like if you go press your neighbor asking them the same question over and over and over and over again they're gonna be like man leave me alone god is like nah bring it on bring it on (laughs) Be, be as annoying as you think you can be. And so that, as we talked about this morning, perspective is, is it's all about perspective. And me having that perspective now through revelation about how my prayer life should be, that, that takes my prayer life to a different level. Enjoying the show? We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply share the show with a friend, that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. God is saying, 
Okay, yeah. you think it's annoying, but that's that's the standard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the standard. Mm-hmm. I want you to be mm-hmm. shameless. I want you to be persistent. I want you to be bold. I want you to repeat this in an annoying manner because that's, as you mentioned, Evan, that's how we grow. That's how we grow. That's how we grow. That's how he prepares yeah. us. You got to be in in it with them. And after coming off this COVID, man, this this really, really shaped my, it's really shaped, it really drew, drew me closer to him. And I was drawn to this, this set of scriptures, man, because that's what he wants. I'm like, okay, God, what are you trying to show me through this? And he's like, I just want you to do I want you to know what my desire is. And Mm -hmm. my desire is for you to come from, come to me. And you helped shape that too. When you were talking about, I I told you before, like praying about everything, talking to God about everything. How, how do you want me to go home this, this afternoon? What do you want me to put on today? In in God's eyes, those no, there's no difference. There's no difference between that decision. And like we said, a career decision. There's no difference in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. There's no difference in him. When I, I mean, we, and I know I, I've, I've done this plenty of times, and that's just forget the character traits of God yeah. being into yeah. the details. And when it's your personality, you just can't shake it. And I feel like with the Lord, it's his personality. When I mm-hmm. think about DNA. That's right. That's details. When I think about when I look at a sun setting, those are details. No day is the same. And it takes from small to big are details that's working mm. together. Yeah. That's God doing that. And he's in the details. So it's like oftentimes I've, I, I've been loose to forget that God wants to be in the, yeah. all the details in my life, including yeah. what should I eat today? Where should we go? Do you is it okay? If we, do you think mm. we should go walking around the neighborhood right now, or should we? I mean, all those things. The Lord mm. is like, yeah, invite me in on. And because I'm looking at this with scripture, I'm like, mm. everything is perfect timing. Zacharias, and then like it's it's real reason why it says in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel mm. Gabriel was sent from God to a mm. city in Galilee called Nazareth. That's detail. Like people always want to say mm. the devil's in the detail. Forget the devil. The devil's that's only right. trying to mimic what God is doing. God is the mm. one that's into the details. Like he's into the details to the T. And that's why when people want to say, yeah, you can't trust the Bible for whatever reason, they want to compare it to Nachadamus and all these other crazy people that's out there. And I'm like, the Bible is detailed. Is detailed when an event occurred. Is detailed when an event is going to occur. They tell you these things are going to happen when you see X, Y, Z occur. Boom! The next event that's on the horizon is this. And what I, what I love here is that that's what I see. Like Isaiah literally said, it's going to be a virgin. So it's like when Mary knows that she's a virgin, like, mm. what can you say after that? <laughs> <laughs> like when she's receiving that word it's like let me just chew on this for a minute because it's heavy and what I got what I put down for um, I put a few notes on here 
one one was it was important for Luke yeah. to mention that she was a virgin because he since he's a Gentile and he's speaking to the Gentiles, they need to know that all the other ones may have said because that's what because even when I checked in the, um, the commentary, he kept saying that the other religions that they have out there, yeah, they'll say that a woman got pregnant and had a god, mm-hmm. right? But it is said as though there was some type of deity having intercourse with, being intimate with in, in a, fleshly way. a physical yeah, human being. That's not the yeah, case. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, in a mm-hmm. fleshly manner. And that's not the case here. What yeah. it does say, she's a virgin, which means nothing like that ever occurred. It's just that she, a yeah. literal a miracle, she got pregnant. That, that's, and, that, and that was important for him to put that in there because he's like, I got this account from other people all saying the same thing with different backgrounds. For him to put that in there to, to really solidify that. Because people today, they want to, I mean, if they come out and say, yeah, Jesus exists, but he, his mother wasn't a virgin. So basically, you're trying to nullify scripture. Trying to say that what Isaiah said isn't true. And if Isaiah, what Isaiah said isn't true, then how can you really trust that he died for your sins in that point? Because he was predicted to do all of that. So it's like by putting that in there, it's solidifying the point that he's the one. Mm. He is the Messiah. It's just not some flying by night. But the one I got when reference to Mary, what I got like in um what I put for verse 37, it says, For nothing will be impossible with God. It's easy to say that. But I feel like it's easy. And yeah, I, I say this by being guilty of it at the same time. It's easy to say it, but at the same time, it should be the same way it's easy to yeah. say it, it should be as easy to receive it. If God is saying, I'm going to do the impossible in my life and I have a set of impossible circumstances, as easy as it is for me to say what God, all things are possible, I should be saying amen, just how Mary was. And I think that only comes in by having a relationship. I think Mary had a close relationship to God. That's why she was able to hear what was going on and Mm -hmm. basically be in a position of amen. Man, I like how you say that because I I also looked at um, this question that she asked Gabriel how can this be since I do not know a man? And because her heart was in the right position, the right her, she was in a posture in her question, it Gabriel's response was totally different because they asked it like they essentially asked the same thing. Right? Like Zachariah's like, how can this be? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, not how can this be? She said, How can this be? And Zacharias said, what did he say? He said, how, how, how can this happen? Oh, how shall I know this? Right? And he brings in, yeah. like you said, his physical limitations. And while Mary also does that, her heart is in a different position. 
And so Gabriel responds in a different way. Both of it's, it's just so, like you said, the timing is perfect. The symmetry between these two things are so awesome. You know what I mean? Like the way it happens to Elizabeth and, the, and Zacharias and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. Elizabeth and the way it happens to Mary and Joseph. Um, it's just amazing. The timing, the sovereignty of God. And so to your point about where, you know, the, the interpretation of this or the depiction of this may mean that God came down as a man and had, you know, physical sex with Mary. No. Gabriel says clearly, Gabriel says yeah, clearly, exactly. the Holy Spirit <laughs> will come upon you mm-hmm. and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And that, 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 he explains it. And mm-hmm. isn't that just like God? Yeah. When we ask him in a man, mm-hmm. he'll explain exactly <laughs> in a way that we can understand. And he's not going to hold anything back from us, especially mm-hmm. if he knows it's, it's going to edify us, it's going to strengthen us, it's going to get our minds right. He'll hold it, he'll keep it from us if it's going to deter us or if it's going to discourage us. His plan is still going to happen. It's happen, but he may not tell us all the time because mm-hmm. we can't handle it. But her heart was in a perfect posture handle to handle this because she didn't. She didn't say anything, right? Yeah, she's not doubting. It's not. She doesn't have doubt in her heart. She's like, yes. She's seeing God for who He is. He, ha- He's sovereign. He can make this happen. Because I, I, the, the angel isn't working on his own authority. Verse 26. That's right. The angel That's right. Gabriel from was God. sent from God. And what I got from like looking at all, from looking at these verses, it shows me oh, there yeah. is a lot of oh, yeah. activity in the heavenly realm. Mm. During this time frame, it was a, it's mm-hmm. like it's not heaven is not Action. a steel place. Action. There is a lot of motion conversations going on. Going on. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't see these conversations as being like when you see like on like um certain cartoons, people come together mm-hmm. or, or when they come up with a plan to defeat the enemy, those type of conversations. Uh, these are like intimate, heartfelt conversations pouring out the heart. Because the angels come off like I've been new right, you, man. Right. I, I know who you are, Zacharias. <laughs> like the angel doesn't come up like it's not his first time hearing about him. He's like, I, I I've been talking about you for so mm-hmm. long. I know you. How you been doing, man? <laughs> like, like that's how when I'm reading it, that's how that's it comes good. off. Like Gabriel comes off the same way with yeah, Mary. Yeah, I mean, because like he has a lot to say about her. her. First you time mean? meeting her, but he he sounds with me, and it's funny because yeah, that's how. Wow, yeah, that's how he came back with um when Gabriel was talking to Daniel. He sounded like he had been talking to Daniel for his whole life. Yeah. For whoa. And, we, it, and when I think about it, right? How he comes <laughs> off. Yes. He comes yeah. off like a family member. Yeah. Like a family, not like a friend, but like a real wow. close family member that you ain't seen yeah, in a while yeah. that you normally chop it up yeah, with all yeah, the time. Yeah, no, that's, that's how good. he comes off with that's all good. of them. 
And so it's like when I think about like God views us as his children. Because in Book of Job, it describes the angels as sons of God. That's like family. That's good, man. Sons of men. That's like family. And so it's like, I feel like in heaven, that conversation about God's plan, it's not a it's not like how a plan comes across as being like how we see it in cartoons or yeah, like, like a Marvel. Plan. We're gonna like do this, we're gonna do this, this. you go over here and go see nah, this. It's not like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's more yeah. it's intimate. Do you see what he did today? You see how he's feeling right Ain't now? He's feeling pretty low in. Yeah. God talked <laughs> about Job to Satan. Have you, mm. have you have you considered yeah. my son Job? <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Mm-hmm. Had a yes, lot to did. say about Job yes, too. Had a so, lot to say about him. What I hear you saying is that that that's how he talks about all of us all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, where's that song? It's Psalm. Uh, is it 134, 139? Where is it? Yeah, so mm-hmm. when David is talking about God in reference to himself, and he comes out and says, like, verse, verse 14, I will praise you, mm-hmm. for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul know right well. My substance was not hid from you. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes did see my substance. Yet being unperfect, mm-hmm. in your book all my members were written, which is the countenance which were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Mm-hmm. How precious are your thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count mm-hmm. them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And that's Psalm 139, verse 14 through 18. And when I think about that, I see it here. Gabriel was sent from God. Him and God had a conversation about Mary. Him and God had a conversation Mm -hmm. about Daniel. Him and God had a conversation about Zacharias. They have an intimate, God is showing the thoughts that he has towards us to them. And I'm pretty sure the angels, exactly. they're like, exactly. you feel this way about him. I feel the same way too, God. They're not going to go. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. you hear somebody, it's like you move to a new city <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're not a fan of Redskins, but everybody right. you're around is a fan right. of the Redskins. Right. So it's like, now you know all the players. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you start buying Redskins stuff. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, I feel like it's greater than that. It's like the angels are like, mm. I've been watching this, seen them. I've seen them before they were born, like, because God was speaking about them so much. Mm. And now that I see them, I'm excited. <laughs> That's good. Man, when I sit back and think about it, like, we really do have something to look forward to when Jesus comes back. Because it's, God looks at us as, and no wonder the kingdom is so others driven because it's one big 
family. And I heard Tony Evans say that before. God looks at us as one huge family. And it gets me to think the pain that he feels or felt Man, this is good. when Lucifer fell. Because that's a family member going. And how the other angels probably have felt when he fell. Because that's a family member that's now going astray. It makes perfect sense when the scripture says that there's yeah, more that's... rejoicing off of one person coming to heaven. Mm-hmm. Because that's a family member that's now coming back Damn. into the family. This is so good. So I, I did. I found that scripture, Job 1.8 says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? that there is none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. This is the way he just offered, just offer nothing. Mm. They just talking. Oh, so many, but, and, but it's so just talking. And God has so much to say so about this brother. <laughs> like that. Oh. And mm-hmm. this is before the new Testament. This is before the blood. Mm. So what is he saying about us now, man? Yo, thinking about Job, mm. Mm. like the book of Job is the oldest book in the Bible. That and just like the age of that, yes. before yes. there's an Abrahamic covenant, mm. God is always yeah. speaking about a man like that. <laughs> That's a revelation right there, man. Because we we get caught up in thinking about ourselves a particular way, but honestly, we need to be thinking about ourselves the way God is thinking about us, the way God is talking about us to the angels and to the heavenly bodies. Yeah. Mm. And that's where Zacharias wasn't it. Yeah. He didn't tap into yeah. that that, com- that that heavenly conversation. Man, and we'll be at this for because I'm getting another. I'm getting hit again with First Corinthians with oh, um the, 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 uh, the spirit, the spirit God. of God. Oh my goodness! Oh, yes, sorry, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, I know we pressed for time, but that that, that, that uh, oh, man, you gotta get out of here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this is First uh, Corinthians chapter two. Um, so I'm just gonna hear it at verse nine. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. But God has revealed unto Him, I'm sorry, revealed unto them, unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit search all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man know? Sorry, for what man know the things of the things of a man, except for the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, the things of God know no man, but the spirit of God. And that's second, um, sorry, first Corinthians mm, chapter two, good. verse nine through 11. It's like tap, in order to tap into what God thinks about us. We got to allow the Holy Spirit to take, we got to yield to the Holy Spirit to hear that conversation. Yes. Because the Holy Spirit knows the secrets of God, which Mm. is the thoughts, because nobody knows a person's thoughts, Mm. but the Spirit of God knows the thoughts. 
<laughs> so it's like his Psalm 39, what David said, it's more than a sin. That's how much she's thinking positive things of us. And to me, that's just amazing yeah. knowing that I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner. And God is like, no, 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 no. That's why I'm redeeming you. You'll see. <laughs> He's like, you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm so interested in this end result. <laughs> yes. It's, that's, and that's why I love the gospel. The good news that even yes. he used sinners to bring about a perfect plan. He uses plan. everything. I mean, Gabriel says nothing is impossible for him. Nothing is impossible for him. Mm -hmm. Man, it's such a revelation yeah. to, to to know that God is talking about us every day to the angels. And 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 as we walk in humility and faith, faithfulness and obedience, that's just more for him to talk about. Oh man, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That bless that blessed me. I know it's gonna bless somebody. Oh yeah, this whew, this is this is a blessing. See, this is how I'm able to keep going, <laughs> able to keep on going, because digging into yes. the scriptures and, and getting more revelation from God, encouraging me to keep. That's why I'm able to say, yeah. with that job, it's coming to pass. Yeah, and it's just gonna be a ministry. <laughs> Because I'm getting another one now. I'm thinking about Revelation. It keeps going. God ain't going to stop. The Spirit, Holy Spirit yeah, ain't going to stop. Me. He don't care about nothing about time. <laughs> he don't care that I, I got to eat some dinner. He don't care about that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Let's just call it a right. This is good powerful, though, man. This is definitely, man. That that, that I got me. That's I'm gonna chew on this for the rest of the yeah. week, man. Mm. Yeah, this is good. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking with Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. You're listening to the Walking with Jesus podcast, the show that brings you a new way to experience Jesus with your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Now back to the show and the closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, just yes. glorify you. Thank you for being whom you are. There is nobody that we can compare it to you. I just thank you for your sovereignty, your sovereign work yes, that is still continuously going on right now. It's not like your sovereign work started in Genesis and ended in the book of Luke. 
Yes. Your sovereign work started before the book of Genesis and will continue to go on beyond what we can think of or even imagine or fathom right now. For you are God and God all by yourself. It is you to set the heavens in the, in the spot where they're at. You know all the stars by name. And you know all of us mm. by name. Every you, human being on this planet, you know by name. Thank you, dear Lord, not just by knowing our names, but you intimately know us. And you weren't willing to just have a casual fly-by conversation with us. You want to be intimately involved with us so much that you did not want to allow our sins to stand in the way of that. You didn't change your character. What you did do was show your character through Jesus. Yes. Through the sacrifice thank you. of what you did on Calvary. And we thank you for that. Dear Lord, there are some that do not know you, that do not know what you've done for them and how much you yearn to have a relationship with them. So we pray for those brothers and sisters right now that don't know you. We pray, dear Lord, that you may loosen up their hearts to receive your word, to receive to receive what you're doing in their life, to come into a repentant relationship with you. But bless for them to see that the ways of sin is death, but your way is life. Bless for them to see it just that clear. We're praying, dear Lord, that you may use this podcast to speak to those individuals, dear Lord. We know, we thank you that you blessed us to be able to converse over your, your word and you give us more revelation. And you're going on like with a little over two hours almost but we're praying lord that the listeners don't get bored or their attention spans go somewhere else but that they are hearing you that they're not looking at us as being a form of entertainment but they're seeing and hearing you speak to them dear lord because it's all about you being glorified you being glorified in the way you want to be glorified in the things that you create you did not create us not to glorify you. You created us to glorify you. And so, dear Lord, we're asking that you just have your way. Let the conversation continue, dear Lord. Even though right now we're wrapping it up, we're praying, dear Lord, that you continue to speak. To speak more of your truth into our minds, into our hearts, dear Lord, so we grow the way you want us to grow, dear Lord. Thank you for Brother Malcolm. And thank you, dear God, for giving him revelation that I did not catch when I was doing my own study. And thank you, dear God, for speaking through him, dear Lord. And by you speaking through him, I'm getting more revelation, dear Lord. Thank you. Thank you, dear Lord, that during this time frame that we still exercise the church. We are still exercising doing church right now. So uh, thank you, dear God, that we are still uh, being able to fulfill what you told us to fulfill. And that is not forsake the body of the church right now. So I thank you for Brother Malcolm for being a part of my life, carrying, carrying the load, being a spiritual brother, a spiritual older brother to me, dear God. Thank you, Lord, for for sharing him in my life. 
and pray that you continue to carry, to carry him, continue to speak to him. Pray that your presence magnifies in his life, dear Lord. I pray that you may set your presence heavy upon him and let him glow to the to the into the society. Just as Moses glowed and everybody saw, when people see Malcolm, let your presence glow through him, dear Lord. We pray, Lord, that his marriage glows through everybody around. So just like we was talking about Elizabeth and Zacharias, how their marriage was and how it's an example of us until this day, let others see that with Malcolm and Tisha, dear Lord. Let them see that when you put God in the center of what you're doing, that you, when you allow that, when you allow the Lord to take hold of your life and of your marriage, let them be able to see that in Brother Malcolm and Tisha's marriage, dear Lord. That the great things that you have done and are doing, dear Lord. So I pray you continue to protect them, continue to cover them. I pray, Lord, that you continue to strengthen them and that their faith does not grow weary, but is continued to be like what you have called it with an example of the mustard seed. How it grows into a tree and trees are meant to not only bring life, as far as eating, but also be a spot where life harbors because there's birds that's there so others can glean off of Brother Malcolm and Tisha's faith. So we're asking that that, that that happens, dear Lord. That continues to happen, dear Lord. So thank you, dear Lord, for what you, for the lives that you bless Brother Malcolm to touch right now. Thank you. And we pray that you continue to open up doors for him. That no man can shut. And we we'll pray, Lord, that there are doors that go beyond what he could conceive. That he could think about in his mind. That it comes from you. Because with you, all things are possible. We thank you. And we pray also, dear Lord, that you may bless Brother Reggie. You've allowed him to be an example unto us on what it's like to be obedient. He obeyed what you told him to do. And because of his obedience, that gave birth to this podcast. So we pray, Lord, our Heavenly Father, that you strengthen him and that you continue to have his faith grow, even in a season like this. Please, Lord, continue to remind Brother Reggie that it's a season, a season with a purpose, a season with a purpose what you had in mind for him to bring about a good and expected end. It's not meant to take him out. It's not meant to take his family out, but it's meant for him to see more of your glory for, and it's meant for him to grow closer to you, dear Lord. That dry season has a purpose and it has a purpose that you have, what you have in mind is beyond what we can think of. It's with eternity in mind. So we pray that Brother Reggie continues to grow in, in faith in you, dear Lord, and that you continue to give him joy that surpasses understanding, joy and peace that surpasses understanding. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for already doing it right now. And we pray, Lord, that you may move through and around your ecclesia, your church, your called out ones. It seems like we're very divided right now with things that's not even pertaining to scripture. We pray, Lord, for unity within the church. You've called us to execute the Great Commission. We're supposed to be out here making disciples. 
So we're praying, Lord, that you may bring us together to be on fire for you and not on fire for this world. If we claim the name of Christ, may we be bold in taking hold the name of Christ to a dying world and a dying society. So we pray, Lord, for a bold spirit within the body of Christ so that we may be the salt that you called us to be in this dying society. And dear Lord, we just thank you again for allowing us with this moment. Thank you. For what you've given us. I just thankful. Thankful right now for your presence. Thankful for your sovereignty. You are seated in heaven. None of this, what's going on is stressing you out. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be able to come this far and know that you are still carrying us. It's not over. So for the ones that's listening that feels like throwing in a towel and want to say it's over because it looks like it's over, we pray, Lord, that you remind them that it's not over. It's not over because you are still sovereign. It's not over because look what you did with Zacharias. Thank you, Jesus. It's not over. You will finish what you started. So we thank you for being whom you are. Thank you for allowing us to be able to come before your throne again. Grace, mercy, love, and peace. Thank you. Amen. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Walking with Jesus. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is as good a time as any. I invite you right now to go to Jesus Christ and let him know that you believe he died for you and he rose for you with all power and that you want him alone to be Lord of your life for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of eternal life. If you do that, you'll be saved right now. Get in your word, and while you converse and reason about biblical things, Jesus will walk with you. If you like what you heard and want to comment, you can leave a message for us at anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. We'll pick one to read during an upcoming show. So record your message and send it, send it in now to join in the conversation. Again, that link is anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher or via RSS feed so you'll never miss a show. Give us a rating and share us with your friends. God bless you, and until next time, keep walking with Jesus.
God, it's so good. Like, I had notes on this. It's not. Like, I had notes on this, Malcolm, but when even, we I mean, covered I the night, have come up this stuff is not even in here. The, the, the yeah. revelation that, <laughs> or the powerful nature of how much God talks about us. Like, I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. Oh, yeah. But nah. the, the, the wonderful I didn't see thing it. about Stop. God is, and the revelation <laughs> is, it's not just something we made up. We can see it throughout throughout the entire Bible. New Testament, Old Testament. Mm -hmm. You says I said something from Old Testament, you brought up something from New Testament. Man, yeah, that's, that's like yeah, that's and, God. And we've seen that <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Like we've seen, you know, we know that God talks about us, but the gravity of it in this moment where Gabriel is talking to Mary what Gabriel is talking to Zacharias like the gravity of that familiarity that he has that the angel has with these people like I, I didn't see it I didn't see how familiar he was with them and how comfortable he was with mm -hmm. them. so it makes total sense that in the in the delivery of the message to the angel, God is telling them about them. He's telling them about these people, and it's not just like you said. It's not just talking about. It's not just <laughs> you know strategically talk. It's bragging on them. It's telling how good they are, how wonderful they are, yeah. how humble they are. So it makes sense that when Zacharias asked that question, and his heart wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Gabriel got offended. You, you know what I'm saying? You're making God out to be a liar. You know what I'm saying? You're making God out Gabriel. to be a liar for, for know. where your heart is. And he's like, hold on. I'm Gabriel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't remember how God used me before? Oh. <laughs> he's using me now. <laughs> This is so good, man. So powerful. Yeah, brother. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. This is awesome. And so, for our listeners, man, if y'all don't feel yeah. this revelation popping, I don't, I don't know what else we could do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I don't, it, it's in every episode. <laughs> if you missed it, go back and check them. <laughs> every episode God brings the Holy Spirit shows up yeah. in a dynamic way. Like I, I, I yeah, I would say this to the That's listeners. Right. That's right. If you feel like you're missing it, get into the scriptures. That's right. Get into, don't listen to these, don't listen to these without getting to the scriptures for yourself. Because there's some things that I honestly believe that what we're covering Yes. If you go to the scriptures by That's yourself, right. you will I mean, see a whole other layer. Like, we're that God just covering wants to <laughs> some of it. When you get into the scriptures on your own, God might bring something else to you that we didn't even think about because He's He works on us mm -hmm. all the time. There's so much in Scripture that can feed your heart, whatever you're in need of, whatever your heart, whatever you need to know to grow in your spiritual maturity.
God has it in the scripture. So don't don't even don't don't you can take our word for it, but we want you to actually go into yeah. the scriptures and read it for yourself. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Pull a reading rainbow. Don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Man, we we've been right, doing we awesome. just about three hours, <laughs> oh, almost you. three hours now. We got four more minutes. It doesn't. It doesn't. Be, and and uh, I tell you, man, it like I feel physically like feel <laughs> like I feel like a bolt of electricity, man. And you might hear my voice go up and my inflection go up because like that's the Holy Spirit saying, wake up. You know what I'm saying? And and it just pops in my head like a like a pop rock. <laughs> it's, it's it's a great feeling and like I look forward to it, man. So I, I, yeah. I really thank you for being devoted and staying true to this man. I appreciate him. Definitely appreciate yes, your prayers. Yep. Like I feel it. Like I like I be feeling I be feeling the prayers. Like literally. That's what we've come to do, man. I'm doing what I can. Okay, I like Mary. Doing what I can. That you have a blessed evening, man. We are on the call yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> so I I'll talk to you then. All right, brother. Oh, thank you.